day traders on the stock market right, it feels right, right, very apropos for you to be indulging in such a delicatessen yeah i got the uh, highland park 12 i went fancy mm. oh, because i'm gonna be a bitcoin billionaire in i don't know uh, all the money that i'm not spending on good beer i'm gonna invest back into into dude <laughs> coin <laughs> let's just call it pronounce it differently every time yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a little Deuce. bit of douche coin myself <laughs> pretty exciting am i right uh, yeah, the, the, the Dugan coin is up 30% so far today. It's fucking incredible. Uh, the Doogie Hauser, as we call it, has been doing quite well in the marketplace. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck, dude. Dude's going to a dollar. Did we add that article in about about uh, about the, the Redditors renting the billboard in Times Square to say fuck you to the hedge fund? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> I don't oh, think no. so. But we might as well just talk no. about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fuck fucking it. incredible. What a week, right? Like, like. Yeah, the irony dude. of an app called Robinhood really being in the pocket of the banks is just yeah, it's yeah. absurd. Should have seen so, it coming. I mean, for the listeners unaware, and I guess we're just doing it because fuck it. That, we already had good pre-roll. the The intro joke was wonderful. Uh, anybody unaware that there was the, an intro joke? <laughs> I must have missed that. Oh yeah, we're all very funny. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> Dogecoin, douchecoin. Yeah. Uh, that was funny enough for me. I have low standards. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that's going down, but just in case anyone has been living under a rock, um, a bunch of redditors from our Wall Street bets got together uh, this week and decided to do as much damage as they possibly could to a couple of hedge funds. And to give you the really skinny version of the story, they discovered that. Uh, a couple of hedge funds, one of them, Melvin Capital, was shorting GameStop stock. They're basically betting on the fact that their stock is going under because the company is doing poorly. Mm. Uh, the pandemic, notwithstanding, they were already going downhill. But the pandemic included, you know, stores are closing. They're losing employees. So basically, the hedge funds bet against this. And as the stock plummets, they can make a bunch of money. So uh, these Redditors got together and decided to all collectively invest in GameStop and their the uh, GameStop, thereby making those stonks go through the fucking roof. Stonks. And it, it essentially the the long the short version of this long story is it makes these hedge funds go bankrupt because they have to pay those back out uh, at, at what they are currently at now, as opposed to like what they were at. 600 times the rate or something. Yeah. And the amount of billions of dollars that they got fucked by is so insanely crazy. Oh, God. But the uproar was because I think another hedge fund invested a bunch of money in the one that was going under to try and save them. And then Robinhood and a couple other, uh, I guess, brokers as they're considered because you buy through them, stopped trading on it. But only for the little guy, only for you and me. Apparently, a lot of these larger hedge funds and firms were still able to, still able to trade it freely. Mm -hmm. uh, hence, market manipulation and again, you know, I know it's so the stock talk can be boring unless you're all in our 30s, because apparently it's exciting as shit now. Uh, <laughs> they've then decided to start pushing other things besides GameStop. Uh, anyway, we're all stonk owners now and yeah, uh, about are. to be rich. And boys. don't worry, uh, uh, Congress got on this within 24 hours, you know, like they did with all those other horrible things that happened last year and the beginning of this year. They just got together and came to a resolution. Did they actually Got do anything? Real, not, they didn't come to a resolution, but they 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 had like an emergency. Yeah. Yeah, but but AOC is is part of the the what is it, the chair committee for commerce. So yeah. there's an actual surprising amount of politicians on 
either side of the aisle that are saying like, well, this is what happens when you bet and you lose, then you lose. Like it yeah, happened to right. them. Now yeah. it's happening to you and you have to deal with it. Of course, we'll just have to see what happens. I'm not particularly optimistic for the future of um, uh, my newfound uh, stock holding uh, <laughs> occupation, but um, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm not placing a lot. That's why I didn't invest a whole lot of money, yeah. um, you know, but well, yeah, no, I, I would say the only thing more universally hated than politicians themselves is probably the people who work on Wall Street. I don't even know oh, why yeah. I have so much vitriolic hatred for them. But if we can all no. just collectively like fuck them, then I'm all for well, it. No, I saw like, a picture it, of a it, protest it, during the crash in 2008 that like the people on Wall Street were like laughing and taking pictures of people beneath and drinking them. champagne. And on I the got balcony. so I just started sweating on my fucking <laughs> neck. I just yeah. got beat red. Like it made me so fucking angry just seeing like. Three pictures is all it was, and it enraged me immediately. Yeah. But when, when they fuck up, we bail them out with our tax money. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that'd, be, that'd, be like, that'd be like if you went to 7-Eleven, bought a bunch of scratchy lottos, blew your whole paycheck, didn't win anything, and then the guy behind you had to pay for your gas and you get in your car and go home. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sweet. sense. I yeah. get it. <laughs> like it's, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's yeah. a totally sweet deal for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like they, like they also <laughs> throw in like a few of those buffalo chicken taquitos we talked about, you know, like oh, yeah, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Only good uh, at 3 a.m. when you're yeah. shit faced. Other than it, that, the, ugh, the rule avoid. the rule is if you're like, the guy who who gives you those buffalo chicken taquitos always has some kind of male pattern baldness that looks like unnatural for his age. And <laughs> and and he's always alopecia going on. Yeah, there. he always has like a cough that you can't place whether it's phlegmy or dry. And he coughs directly <laughs> into his arm as he grabs your taquitos with the other. That's why. That's why you go to Wawa. That's why you do it. It's Schrodinger's cough. You don't know if it's wet or dry. And the answer, disgustingly, is somehow both. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, I have a I have a question for the boys. Hit me with it. If you go to get gasoline in your motor vehicle <laughs> and you pull up <laughs> okay. and you say you say I don't know whatever fill it regular and you hand them a credit card, um and he takes the card he runs it and then he takes the little squeegee out and starts doing your window right and we all know what that means it for one obviously it means they're they're little go getter but also they probably expect you to toss them a couple of shekels right yeah one hundred percent. But the problem is, I just hated you a credit card because I don't carry cash on me. Mm -hmm. But then you finish running my card and awkwardly stand outside my car window for a second. What do you do in that situation? I feel like like, like this happened to you today. (laughs) It happened to me two times in the past two weeks. The same gas station, the same fucking guy. And and today I I handed my car back and I was like, thank you. And I'm like, I just look over and put my card down. I look over. He's still there. And I was like, oh, I, no. I don't have any cash on me. I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, it's OK. And I know in his head, he was like, fuck that guy. But <laughs> I'm like, why am I supposed no, to feel no, bad? No, 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 no. Don't not fuck you like that. That's like that's like the, the homeless guy who cleans your window and makes it dirtier at the red light and then expect like then just holds his hand out. It's like I, we, there was no we didn't sign a contract. I didn't agree to pay you to do this. There's no the, right. go, the goods and services being exchanged here. First of all, like. Would you ever pay somebody more than like a quarter to clean your fucking windshield when you have wipers that can just do it for you? What the fuck? <laughs> How lazy are you that you're not, not going to hit that switch? So you'll just pay somebody to like do it by hand and degrade. Well, that's themselves. the other thing. Like, what if, if you don't have paper cash? Like handing them change, like coins, <laughs> yeah. is so much worse than giving them nothing at all. Like, yeah, especially yeah. in my cup holder, there's some like residual like co- like Coke and Sprite in there. I'm not going to hand yeah. them three sticky quarters. That's just weird. <laughs> I'm just going to drive away. I'm going to go to a different fucking gas station for the Did, rest of my life. Yeah. Have, have you ever had so much sticky fluid like soda in your cup holder 
You just pile oh, more. Okay. You just pile more change into it to create a new base. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's, like you're, it's like you're laying bricks to build a patio over your your septic tank that's kind of leaking through the grass. Glad you're not like... the only immature piece of shit on this particular podcast. Oh, definitely yeah, not. No. That's that's the only way you handle that. No one takes the change out one by one and cleans the cup holder. You just pile. You just in my mind, coins be, uh, coins become. Like sponges at that point. The and they just help you yeah. soak it up. The cup you know? holder gets cleaned out when I get the car detail, which is never. Fucking yeah. never. It's you just never deal with it happen. for six years until you get a new car and then you just yeah. start the whole thing over. When the, when the transmission didn't... goes, I'll get a new car and then my cup holder will be clean for like three right. weeks. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that you didn't like pretend that you were actually going to get it detailed and you immediately <laughs> followed up detailing with never. Because... Because I keep telling myself I'm going to do the same thing. And I, yeah, I'm yeah. not. Well, no, it's I'm not such a good idea until in. you get the estimate. You're like, yeah, I mean, it's nice and clean. And then they're like, yeah, yeah it's just about and- $400. You're like, all right, I'm never going to yeah. do that as yeah, long you, as I you live. You buy $8 for the Lysol wipes. You wipe down your steering wheel and you're you're good. You're done. <laughs> get all that Cheeto <laughs> Dorito dust off the steering wheel and you're a new man. You're good. You're golden. <laughs> all right. Well, I think now that we've successfully talked about the stock market, bashed homeless people for trying to make no, some money no, on no, the side no, of the street. No, 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 because their rag is always soaked with some liquid that's not clear. I don't know what it's not. It's not a cleaning product. And they leave what looks like a urine smear across my windshield. I hate, I hate Camden. I hate Camden. I hate Camden's the worst. You know who yeah. I want to bash? Because I'm, I'm never going to have like the context to bring this up ever again as long as I live. Tipping okay. culture is so out of control in America that now you're expected to tip when you pick up an order. You get in your car that you do payments on with mm-hmm. your gas mm-hmm. and you drive there and you have to, t- I don't want to sound like a boomer here, but it, it just, it infuriates me to no extent that they're like, like highlighting the tip thing. Like, no, you didn't bring me this food. Like, like you understand. Yeah. What I'm saying. I mean, no, no, no. I do tip, but it, I tip hoping that it goes to the cook. Like I got a small, like a right. small, yeah, like, yeah. Like, very optimistic tipper. At, at, well, no, yeah, at like, a, at like a small, at, at like a small pizzeria where there's like a shared tip jar out front. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, ah, yeah. oh, well, like, the, the like, one like parent- I'll, I'll, I'll use the example. It's, it's the pizza place that you know very well. It's a different one than the one that you worked at, but it's named after an HBO series about Italians who all yeah, kill each other. Yeah, I worked there too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and like every time I go there, I like, I'll just throw them like five bucks. You're like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, like they're probably struggling to stay open, but there's no fucking way they are. Because every time I get a pizza from there, no matter if, whether I pick it up or, or have it delivered, it's like $25 for one large pizza. I don't know how the fuck it happens. I don't know yeah, how that's so expensive. Dude, yeah, yeah I, I can just I can just get Domino's or Pizza Hut and get diarrhea for half the price. It's <laughs> why am I paying? That's, my... that, that's the one parenthetical I was going to say is like yeah. during the, the, the pandemic, I have been a total fucking cuck. And no matter what I do, I throw like five bucks on. Dude, and yeah. every time, like when me and Veronica are on the way there, I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it this time. I'm not tipping anyone. And then yeah. I like see them. They all look like dilapidated and awful. Yeah. I'm like, like, all like right. the, the lady, the cash register is like on crutches for some reason. She's <laughs> she's missing a tooth, but it looks like it just happened. <laughs> it's like traumatic. You know what I mean? Like uh, when, when you're about to ring out, like little Timmy runs out from the back and like, mommy, we almost have enough for the electricity. You're like, oh, shit. Let me reach into my fucking yeah. coffers, cough up some change. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just get this weird image of, of the, the little kid, like after the oven's off, after the oven's been off for a while. He crawls in there for a warmth at night to sleep under his blanket because the rest of the house is ice cold. <laughs> and they, they have to double check before they fire it up in the morning to make sure he's up and doing his chores. <laughs> it's a real Hansel and Gretel type nightmare going on there. Well, these are hard times for all of us, Chris. Trying times. Anyway, like like I was saying earlier, stock market stories, you know, talk, talking about the homeless and, uh, you know, now talking about burning kids in an, in an oven. No, I think it's no. good. It's a, we're, talking, we're, talking, we're talking about proper pizza oven safety and maintenance. Damn it. I keep trying to slip it by, Scott. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> 
Welcome to the Cynical Nerd, boys can, and can, girls. Can, this I get, is... can I get three welcomes back to back? Yeah, you can get a, a welcome, welcome, welcome oh, to the Cynical so nice Nerd. The PBR. Mm, mm, Episode 18, We Are Legal. Derek agreed to show his PP today, uh, mm-hmm. only for the YouTube bot. I'm going to bleep it out. I promise I won't forget where it's at. Um, we We're... are just, we have a lot of news to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a piece of sad boy news up on Front Street. So I'm going to, any more jokes you want to get out of your system before we talk about the sad boy news? I feel no? like I should okay, have good. one, but I don't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I, feel, I feel like I know what the news is, so I like. Is I don't want to say ED anything. Is like? <laughs> <laughs> before we talk about it, before we talk about it, we'll do our introductions. Just know that we're all very somber for at least the next two to three minutes. Yeah, so, I give you four minutes of somber. After that, it's yeah. After that, it's it's uh. I was going to make another Tinko reference. I'm not doing it. Uh, thank you. Then that's personal my, growth. Look at you. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, really, it's just personal embarrassment. But there's also the same thing sometimes. Uh, my name is Chris. Thanks for hanging out with us. As per usual, I have Derek and Scott with us. Scott, just going ham on that PBR. Derek, how are you doing today? Uh, not, not bad. I'm also Scott. Uh, we're now two Scots, two Scots and one Chris, just to make it nice and confusing oh, okay. for listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing great since the name change. That's about it. Well, then I'm also going to go by Scott, and uh, we can be three Scots and a baby. <laughs> who's, who's Scott? The, who's the baby? Scott number one. How are you? How you doing today? Is that, is that, am, am I the, oh, I'm the first You're number one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah you're the there OG. First, right? Yeah. I'm doing Everyone okay. else is a clone. I'm doing all right. Uh, well, the, qu- the question I would have, if, if this is a weird clone scenario, is, are we like the sixth day clones, where like, you know what's going on the entire time, but it's supposed to be a big M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end? Or are we talking like? I would go like Moon with Sam Rockwell, where we don't Ooh. know what's going on. Oh, where our teeth are just falling out and we're all bleeding yeah. out of our ears. Yeah, yeah. 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 good movie. That's, good that's some twenty twenty one energy. Yeah, I forget what I was looking up. That that was it was like movies you didn't see but should have or something. And I was yeah. like, well, I've seen most of these, yeah. but like that's a fantastic fucking movie. Anyway, uh, good to know. So, sad boy news is that Cloris Leachman iconic actress has passed away at the age of 94 this was posted on thursday uh january 28th it was announced by her family uh her longtime manager announced the passing and i'm not going to read it because you know no need to quote it i i I would just say she's been in a ton of iconic stuff um you know things like mel brooks frankenstein young frankenstein mary tyler moore show uh without listing off her her myriad of achievements i would say one of her Best roles for me, and if she heard this, she would be annoyed because it would be belittling her career, was uh, the roasts on Comedy Central Mm. that she was a part of, because she had some choice jokes. Like, she didn't give a shit. She would say whatever the fuck she, like, someone wrote for her, because I know she didn't write them. But uh, she made jokes about her vagina, just like raunchy shit you don't expect out of Cloris Leachman. And it just made a whole nother level of respect for someone, you know, that's up there in years like that, that is not... uh, become a prudish or or you know fearful of saying some real off kilter shit but she was she was a fucking icon she's hilarious to the end and i'm sad that she's died uh, sad that she died and um yeah, so untimely always yeah i was gonna say um you know scott do you have anything else you want to add i mean this you know we're just gonna what what, what did i miss <laughs> they're gone. what happened they're gone all right uh no 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 but like but, but that, that's a that's like a thing though. Like I don't know what it is. Like when a lot of people get older, like I guess they 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 fear the Grim Reaper is coming. They start they like find their faith, whether they believe it or not. They kind of like just fake it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Derek's having a great time. We're it up nice and dark. Well, I got the scotch back, so I'm having fun, guys. What can I say? It's been a bad month. <laughs> this, is, I mean, this is the first beer I've had in a month, and man, it is it is it is perfect. Um, no, no, but I mean, Chloe Leachman was always a, a a wonderful actress, wonderful personality. Uh, you said it yourself, man. Like uh, her her roles from Mary Tyler Moore to uh, Young Frankenstein. You know what I mean? Like as Frau Rucha. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a horse sound effect, but you can add that in post, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I have that ability. Uh, Derek, how about you? Anything to add? Totally sucks. I don't, I don't know what else to say. No. It sucks. No, she had a great uh, her opening joke at the roast that you had mentioned, uh, which was of Bob, Bob Saget, hosted right. by John Stamos. She said, I'm, I'm not here to roast Bob up. Saget. I'm here to fuck John Stamos, which was a fucking great opener. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I don't remember anything else from that roast except that. Uh, I think we could she all was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a good looking guy. Very yeah, square jawed. He's, he's a good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, still on drugs for sure, though, which is a shame. But uh, <laughs> it's keeping him going. Go ahead, John. Do you. I have to just for a split second read that full quote, because that's what I was looking up while I asked you your opinion, because you and I apparently same page today. Is exactly the thing I was thinking of was her opening joke on the Bob Saget roast. So she says, I'm not here to roast Bob Saget. I'm here to fuck John Stamos. Yeah. Stamos, you shouldn't talk so much. Your mouth is canceling out all the work your ass is doing. <laughs> if you play your if you play your cards right, I'll do something no girl has ever done to you. Put you in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just a phenomenal line. Yeah. Like I said, I'm 99% sure she didn't write it, but it doesn't no. fucking matter. Anthony Jeselnik wrote it. That's, that's the only thing he's ever on those roasts. He wrote everyone's jokes and yeah, they gave him five minutes to talk. <laughs> I'd say he's like, I don't know, mediocre to decent comedian in his own specials, but he shines in the in the places where he gets to be just a giant asshole with no end goal in mind. Like the roasts are his forte all the time. Him and... um. Nikki Glaser, the uh, woman we were talking about. Is it oh, Nikki? Okay. Yeah. I got to yeah. say, though, his stand-up uh, thoughts and prayers is like 10 out of 10. It's it's excellent. I know he's Maybe like I a one-liner comedian, a uh, which some people aren't into, but it, it's 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 a good one. It's very good. We'll have to check that one out. It's a good yeah, one. for sure. It's a good one. Uh, okay, so sad boy time is over. You all have to wipe the, the sadness off of your face. We have some weird news to <laughs> go into. That sounded real weird. <laughs> <laughs> what did I... Was was sad boy time at like a, a truck stop bathroom? What the fuck happened? Yeah, you you wipe the cum off your mouth and you move forward. Yeah, you gotta keep going. You got fifteen bucks now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you got you got fifteen. How, more how much? If you how can much? Choke down another one. How much Doug coin do you think we can buy? With fifteen bucks. <laughs> how much dog the bounty hunter do you think we can afford tonight? <laughs> um, so we're just gonna get worse and worse. To it at the end of the night, it's gonna be something completely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The Matrix 4, gentlemen, is apparently still happening with uh, Lana Wachowski directing. Apparently, it has a rumored title, which is going to be Resurrection. So, awful. A, terrible. On, <laughs> on the one you, hand, you, you would think it could get worse than like Reloaded or or Revolution. It fits yeah, right Reloaded in. was pretty bad. Yeah. Re- yeah. Resurrection is, I would argue. What's with all, the, what's with all the R's? Everything ends with an Like, all the sequels have R after the title. Which makes sense because, like, every sequel to the first one is R worded. Like, they're all fucking so terrible. But- oh, no. You had that in the chamber. I feel like you had that one in the chamber. It was fantastic. Um, I, look, at least it's being consistent, right? Resurrection fits right in there with Reloaded and Revolutions. But the, the, whole, the only reason that, like, the trilogy, and, like, it didn't make any sense at all, but, like, all of our main characters die, except for mm-hmm. Morpheus. So, like, if Lawrence Fishburne came back and be like, I mean, okay, what's going on? But 
They're bringing back right. Tr- Trinity and Neo. Uh, Car- what's her name? Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, fuck. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves? Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, did you yeah. forget Keanu's name first? I did. Nobody, I did. Yeah. Nobody forgets Keanu. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, it's a li- it was a little puzzling when we all heard the movie was coming out, because they, they were very adamant when the rumors first started swirling and the announcement was made that it was not a reboot, it's an actual sequel to the trilogy that already happened, excuse me, and like you said, that ended with, I don't know, everybody dying, uh, you know, Neo, they, they did a really really heavy-handed job of smacking us all over the head with the Christ um, yeah. imagery, so he sacrificed himself for our sins, and then we struck a deal with the devil, apparently, and uh, the Matrix is going to continue. I wasn't sure, but yeah, what but the but fuck like, happened. But it's like not even our sins. Like it, the, their, their whole allegory, like fell, it falls apart because like we're on un, we're unwilling participants that had nothing to do with what happened right. before. We're all we're grown. So it's like yeah, yeah, and it doesn't make sense weird. when you think about like the the actual conflict of what's happening between the humans and the robot, the robots, like because now the robots uh, have have starved themselves of their energy source and humans still don't have like a livable world so like right, calling the yeah. truce is like wait well, but who really actually wins like all right the robots get real one problem but there's still every other fucking problem that you built up over 12 hours of screen time like yeah, what about yeah. all the other shit i kind of had the feeling that the way it was going to work and this could be my you know i don't know 10 plus year old brain uh doing stupid things but I was like, oh, okay, so there's some kind of harmony. So, like, maybe they're going to still live in the Matrix, but the machines are going to tell them and they're going to be allowed to leave if they want to. Like, it's going to be a choice thing. Because what is that world? What like, an, what why an would you... awful choice, though. You want to eat this goop that looks like cum, or do you want to have, like, a roast beef sandwich right now? <laughs> I'll take the cum goop, baby. It's like, well, mm. is it an Arby's roast beef sandwich? Because if so, give me that cum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opting into the cum. Burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, so this is a rumor, but... Really, the point of the article is to bring up how, because we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. Scott, how do you feel about them making a Matrix 4 in general? Uh, I mean, obviously not good. I st- I'm still I'm still not over the Matrix Reloaded. You know, we talked about the white guys with dreads before. Not a fan of them. But, <laughs> but, but also, like, there's but, two of them, too. But, but also, like, at, at, in in, in uh, Matrix Reloaded, when he goes into that room full of monitors and Colonel Sanders is there. Colonel Sanders <laughs> tells him that, the, that that Neo is like the sixth incarnation of the one. And that Zion, everything that that exists outside of the Matrix, is also a simulation. And it's if I'm not maybe this was in the third one, but it's all it's all been a simulation all along. That's their net to catch people who don't who don't want to like uh, what's what I'm thinking of conform to the norm of the Matrix mm-hmm. is to give them an out. It's an alternate it's an alternate reality where they get to live out whatever fantasy they have, but. They they ultimately say that the machines have destroyed Zion six times before, and yeah. this will be the sixth time. So like, where is where where is the end of the Matrix? Was any of that actually real? Is that actually the real world, or is or is there no real world? Is it all a simulation? So because I so I, I get it, it's, I it's to, real stupid. It, does, it it doesn't make any sense. There's no right answer. I have to admit something to you guys. You may, you may judge me for it. Um, Derek probably harsher than Scott, but both equally. Uh, you like the you Matrix, know, both, don't you? You fucking like it, don't uh, you? Ha- chill out, chill out. You like I, it. You, you fucking chill like out. it. <laughs> I haven't watched them since they released. However, oh, I did like, like them. them when they came out, and I was like, me and my brother in law were like the only people who were like, I don't care what people are bitching about. I thought it was kind of cool. So Zion wasn't a simulation, but the machines knew about it. It was a. It was a. Um, a quantifiable noon. Like the, every time that they rebooted, they knew people would get out. 
They would start Zion. They knew exactly where the fuck it was. They, that's why they said they destroyed it six times. They knew all these things happened. And Neo's character was, uh, quote unquote, uh, a remainder of the equation of the Matrix. Like what they had built, no matter what they did, this the one always happened. But it's happened so many times that they know how to deal with this ass. And they, it's like a, it's like remainder in division in like long division, like basically is yeah, how they explain. That's it. a really interesting way to break it down. Long division. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, well, I, I'm going to fuck both of you up real quick because uh, I like the Matrix movies, too. I actually what? just watch them. Yeah, no, they're they're fine. They're they're fine. What do you get? What do you get? What do you get? His eyes gouged out. Why does he see fire everywhere? It doesn't make any fucking. No, 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 it doesn't. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. You're right. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's <laughs> it's it's cool. It's still cool. Like it's not the first no, time. It so, like, it's I'm the, the so story happy. it's telling yeah. isn't like, oh, my God, that's so true. Or so it's no, no, it's not but, a good story, but no. it's a fun movie. So but the, who the fucking first cares? the first one was fucking phenomenal. It was amazing. First, well, it was amazing. Yeah. First one, but first I watched one was all three last year and I, I liked I liked Reloaded and Revolutions. Even, I thought they were even, great, even the scene and Reloaded, even in scene and Reloaded, were like they're in that giant staircase. For some reason, all the walls are lined with like every sharp melee instrument you could possibly have throughout all of history just, <laughs> yeah bro just completely like it's, it's like there was it was like there was a fucking librarian like categorizing them by section and shape and weight and yeah well, they ex- it was ridiculous and but the excuse that, that, that place like that, a program though the, like, Merovingian, exactly. the, Merovi- the Merovingian gave a girl a piece of cake that made her come in her pants it's fucking it great, stupid it's dumb it's the dumbest fucking it movie. was dumb and listen the, se- <laughs> the, the latter two are, are like way too heavy on the CGI and it's yeah, like makes course. it you're kind of detached from it a little bit. But the first one is obviously incredible. But the other two. All right. They lost sort of a lot of the, the weight that the first one had um, built up. But I still think that they were I, I watched them a couple. Like I said, last year, I watched all three of them and I expected to, to feel that dip in the second one. And then again, in the third one. No, I, I, I mean, they're they're fun. They're not dumb, even, but they're fun. They're stupid fun. It, there's nothing wrong with that. Not even a little I, bit. I, you not, know, not even you know, fighting you know, like 55 Agent Smiths at once, not even a little bit. <laughs> that scene, the silly. CGI in that scene does not hold up. No, it like rubber bands it really running around. It, it, so it, like, all, it, of, all of Revelation, <laughs> is it Revelations or Revolutions? Revolutions, right? All of that movie yeah. is CGI. Like the fight in yeah. fucking Zion, it's all just like you're watching a fucking cartoon at that point. It's too yeah. much. I'm not disagreeing with you. You're 100% no. correct. It's too much, but it's still a fun movie. I'll give you this, though. The final fight between Neo and, and Agent Smith with, in the rain, where it's like a Dragon Ball Z, like 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 yeah. Goku and Cell, that was yeah. fucking cool. That was every that punch was they're making like force fields. Yeah, of, and, yeah, and the like, rain and watching gets, the rain like, fly displaced. out. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very cool. Yeah, that but was that was really very, cool visually. We should do yeah. a watch along of the first one, fellas. I don't know what yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. wasting time yeah. for. That I'm would down. actually be really I'm cool. Down. Yeah, I'm down because we can make fun of it too. And let's be honest, it's not nothing about them is original. They ripped off of so many other things to make that film. Right? Yeah, I mean. I just, you know, I, I, part of it, honestly, part of it was when Reloaded came out, the second one, the end of it, I remember so many people going, that didn't make any, st-, after the Colonel Sanders scene where he explained how he's been eating the same bucket of chicken six times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just re, just reheated. <laughs> the oh, Matrix God. reheated. It's yeah. so much worse. I just put it uh, every time. <laughs> Never mind. God. I remember that movie coming out and so many people there saying. Go. Ergo. Saying like saying on like, high heat. <laughs> Please, Christopher. I promise we'll no, both stop. <laughs> I was slightly annoyed for being interrupted, and then he said ergo high heat, and it was really good. <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't been drunk in a month, and this is this is hitting me real fast. That's great. Um no, I, I remember walking out of that film 
And I hearing everybody go, I don't understand that conversation didn't make any sense. And I was like, actually, it made perfect sense whether or not you agree with the logic. The way he broke it down was totally fine. So you're all stupid. And that probably fed into me liking it a little bit because I'm like is walking out, holding his yeah. gigantic fucking brain. He's like, well, <laughs> actually, it was totally easy. Fucking, I, I, fucking morons. I walked out of the theater as Modoc all of a sudden. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, what do I do with all this brain power? Anyway, uh, yeah, you, you got to convert it to cum power. I, I, ooh, Tom Hanks. It's next taken level. twenty years, but he's doing it. I don't know why my dog is barking. He's starting to believe. <laughs> whenever, right, whenever uh, I die a horrible death in a video game, I, I utter that phrase from the first Matrix, like the "not like this." <laughs> I do not, not like this. Really sad. Do, it's like a really horrifying scene. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the only one, dude. I, I, yeah, I do it. I do that all the time, like, even in real life. Like when I'm like, like, I get cut off and I'm stuck at a red light because the guy in front of me who cut me off made it through. I'm like, not like this. <laughs> the not only like other this. thing I want to say is this: it, it, like, the the one thing about this article because we haven't even talked about fucking the new one yet <laughs> that bugs me is apparently like I'm gonna see it. Yeah, well, hell yeah, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna probably have a lot of fun with it. Um, but apparently, like Morpheus is not confirmed for this movie. That takes away so much of my fucking Morpheus is by far my favorite character, character in the original yeah. trilogy. And it's not even close. Like it's not even close to yeah. second place. He is a fucking excellent character. So the fact right. that they're not bringing him back is a little like, why? Like he's like the, he was what ushered in every event. He was that the heart soul of that original. entire series. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He's he like was the, the main uh, character. Really honestly. I know like it's, it's a lot of it's Neo's perspective, but it is Morpheus's story. Yeah. He's the shepherd of the tale for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little um, weird to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I don't know. Look, I, I don't know what to expect from the new one. And I, mean, I know Lawrence I, Fishburne's a big fat guy now, so maybe that's why. But dude, like, that, that know, scene I, where he's like dripping wet, breaking his fucking cuffs from oh, behind his so back. And, just, oh, it's my God. So we got We got to watch along. Yeah, we got to watch along. 100%. We got to do that. I am down to do that like this week. Um, yeah. Same. So. And also, I just want to shout out Derek's real commitment to uh, not giving away the cards he was holding there with the fact that he liked the film. He let Scott rip on me, actually, for a little Mm -hmm. bit before admitting that he liked it. So uh, I applaud you and also go fuck yourself. I could have used the backup earlier. Um, <laughs> well, I was going, I was going to swoop in and save you, but then you were like, well, fuck you, Derek. Cause I know you feel the same way. I was like, all right, now you're going to burn all by yourself. Have fun. It's the DC. Well, at, least, at, least you're, at least you're not getting reverse entropy burned where you freeze to death. You know what I mean? It's it's true, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did feel a little chill on my taint when that happened. All right, we got to move on. We're spending way too much time. Oh, dude, that, on that's that's some drinking the frostbite, bro. Oh, you're bite. feeling that shit talk with that Drinking icy cold bite. breath. Very nice, kind of cold. I'm like a five gum commercial all over them balls. <laughs> oh, gross! I appreciate that you went for balls, though. No one, you know, yeah. they don't get enough love. Yeah, yeah not, never, um, never. I mean, I get it. Have you seen them? Horrible, just really yeah, bad yeah. to look at. <laughs> like wrinkly old men just hanging out down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next piece of news is video game like related. Balls in a sock. <laughs> Terrible. This is going to be a long episode, isn't it? <laughs> is Legacy of Kane remake is in the works from Blue Point Studios. Um, Legacy of Kane Blood Omen, I believe, was the original title. This is great news. I love the Legacy of Kane games. If this is yeah. true, it's a rumor at this point. They haven't actually announced it. But if it is true, uh, Blue Point, who's been doing uh, other remakes recently, is rumored to be working on this as their next project. The project is going to stay, quote unquote, extremely faithful to the original game story, but the gameplay will be reworked 
And we see that all the time because, look, a lot of the tropes of gameplay back then um, just feel dated as shit today. If you try to do some of the same kind of mechanics, Um, excuse me, the goal apparently is to create a system similar to today's Souls games, but with the original game's adventure focus and environmental puzzles. And I just got to say, 130 percent on board with that news. If this is true, Uh, Derek, did you ever play the original Legacy King? So uh, this is Blood Omen, right? This is Blood Omen. Yeah, yeah, Blood Omen. So I played uh, my a friend of mine had Blood Omen 2. And I was always super jealous because anytime I was there, I'd play it. It was like really fucking fun. It was a cool game. I remember almost nothing about it other than that. It was just seemed really cool. Um, and I remember looking up Blood Omen 1, which I guess was like a PS1 game or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was one of those weird releases where like, it, like people were reselling it for super, super expensive. So I never got a chance to play it. It always looked awesome. Um, and I know that like, uh, from what I had read back then and from, because I completely forgot it existed until I read this article earlier, uh, it's basically more focused on the, um, like tone and atmosphere than like having exciting, fun gameplay, which I think that those games tend to turn out pretty immersive. Um, so the fact that they're remaking it and focusing on that as well as making it fun to play is I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm just this, I think this is going to be fucking cool. Um, that being said, Scott has told me to play the, just the straight up legacy of Kane games since we were in fucking high school and I've never done it. Um, <laughs> so like any opportunity to like get into those, I'm into it. Yeah. God, how about you? Oh my God. Um, I mean the, the OG, uh, legacy of Kane was a top down, like action RPG to- sort of kind of like legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, but like way, way more it's just violent and disgusting and you're uh you play a vampire who's basically just you know uh killing everyone who's in his way to try you want to you want to take the seat of the throne so you're you're killing all the competition everyone who's like wronged you um the whole is that series Kane? is it that, that, yeah that's, yeah yeah okay yeah, kane is the uh the protagonist of the blood omen games and the antagonist of the soul reaver game that's right. Yeah, I remember Soul Reaver. Soul, Soul Reaver is what was his Soul, name? Raziel or something? Raziel, yeah. Raziel, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, the the God. Dude, every every Legacy of Kane game. Eventually, they kind of melded where like both Kane and Raziel stories were so intertwined. Yeah. Because I mean, let, let's be honest here. Blood Omen Two happened because of the critical success of Soul Reaver. Mm-hmm. Soul Reaver was a 3D platform action game with a shitload of gore, complex environmental puzzles. It like. There's a lot of flipping blocks, but back then that's that's <laughs> that's I mean, what like, it was, baby. That's, that, 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 those, that's what environmental puzzles were. Yeah, uh, water like water switches, all this kind of crazy shit. Uh, and it's just to see it come full circle, to see them paying paying uh, respects to the first game in the series, show, showing love to it, gives me hope that maybe we might get a new entry someday. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's start to finish, man. The whole series is incredible, and Blood Omen was always one of those games that was so immersive and, and so huge when you were a kid that you never got to finish it. I have beaten every game in the series but the original Blood Omen. So I'm, oh, I'm, nice. I'm really excited to keep my hands on it and, and, you know, like, the combat will be way more interesting in, you know, in 3D. So, right. it's kinda, so, yeah. so Blood Omen is, like, the first one in the Legacy of Kane period? Yeah. And then then, oh, okay. then, uh, then Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver happens. I thought then, Soul Reaver was the first one. No, no. Soul Reaver was, uh, was the sequel. That was the first uh, Legacy of Kane game that was, like, three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Soul Reaver is the one that I remember. Um, I didn't play Blood Omen either. And I, uh, I remember that because I didn't, I, we've talked about this before when it comes to older school, uh, systems, but I had an N64, not a PS1. So I remember my brother-in-law. That's really tough childhood. I mean, 
I liked it, bro. Rogue Squadron all d- all day. Rogue Squadron, Goldeneye. They had some uh, Jeff Force Gemini, bro. Quality titles. Oh my god! Gemini is so fucking that. good. Such oh a good god. game, dude. That's um, a, that's on Rare Replay. We can all play that on PC. Oh shit! Legit. Yeah, it plays like a nightmare now, though. Oh, I absolutely. <laughs> I I would imagine if touching it again would ruin my memories of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun back in the day. Um, I so. Yeah, I remember Soul Reaver, and I played it a little bit because you know I had a brother-in-law. He had a PS One. I borrowed it for certain games. Like he let me play the Metal Gear Solid game on it, so I got those big tentpole experiences. I played Final Fantasy VII on it, etc. And I remember him playing Soul Reaver, and I thought it looked so fucking cool. Like when it was when it came out, and I got my hands on it a little bit, played a couple levels. So yeah, Raziel is the one that I recall. Um, Kane, I didn't play too much, but I'm excited about this. So it, there's a rumor that. Uh, it, it, they were trying to ha- make it happen for the release of the PS5. Was unable to to happen. According to this, it will be revealed as part of Sony's Summer Game Fest event. Um, however, they, you know, of course they're going to go. They they might decide to announce it later, which is the telling sign of a we're not sure if this guy's being legit or not. Uh, we all hope he is. But there's also apparently a Jack and Daxter remake that they're uh, prioritizing as a different project. So I guess what the article is basically saying is if you hear news about the Jack and Daxter remake. That more it helps solidify this as more truth than a rumor, right. because neither of those things have been like announced so far. So we'll keep our eye on it. Um, that was really the only video game news we had for the week. Back to the movie shit. Would also give my big toe on both feet for a Jack and Daxter remake. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah, play Jack I, and Daxter. I played the first one or like two, and I remember liking them, but I don't fucking remember anything. That was so much weed and whiskey ago. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's basically anything. like the same There's formula. So many drugs. It's it's the same formulas like Gex Enter the Gecko, Mario sixty four, right? Uh, Spyro the Dragon, Crash. Like it's you go to these hubs, hub zones. You do all these different quests in this big open world. The the this, the thing that set this game apart is that it was all interconnected. You didn't have to travel into certain levels. It was all one giant right open right, right, map. Right. You can go to different areas once you had enough uh, precursor or precursor artifacts. You could travel to new areas. So it, it was cool shit, hmm. man. I, I replayed the first one maybe like a year ago and, and like without even breaking a sweat, got a platinum trophy. Like it's, it's so much fun to play. Like it'll take you like two or three days and you'll, you'll burn through the whole thing. Dude, those goofball yeah. games, like, like their controls totally hold up. Like I even yeah. got just a fucking, um, mom <laughs> of fucking banjo kazooie. And I'm like, this is going to play like dog shit, right? Yeah. Nope. Played like a fucking dream, baby. Like fucking 20 year old game more than yeah. Yeah. word. Um, okay, so back to movie news. Our next article is one that no one asked for and no one wanted. But here it is, nonetheless, to further ruin 2021. Cloverfield is finally getting a direct sequel, but it won't be found footage. So, oh boy. So this movie came out in 2008. The original was found footage. Fun fact was directed by Matt Reeves. Yes, the same one who went on to do the Planet of the Apes films. The one who is now directing the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Sorry. Gotta correct myself. Got him. Uh, there were two other Cloverfield uh, movies Batman. that were re- parallel Cloverfield movies. Yeah, there was Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, and then there what was the other one? Cloverfield, Shit. Cloverfield uh, Paradox. Paradox. Yeah, one of them wasn't bad. I forget which one it was. It was the one with uh, John Goodman, and they were in the bunker. Yeah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I thought that movie was actually quite. Good. It, was it was surprisingly just, enjoyable. It I was agree. a small, yeah, it was a small movie. They, the only CGI that took place was the very end when they showed the when they kind of revealed that they were in the same universe. But obviously, I mean, John Goodman's the fucking treasure of an actor anyway. Yeah. So anything yes, he does, yes, is, please. 
and it was it was good. It was just psychological. Uh, it was it was an interesting film about them being stuck in a bunker, basically against their will. Uh, but there is something out there that makes them want to stay in there anyway. So it's a weird, weird kind of dichotomy. The other movie I don't fucking remember uh, and don't care to even talk about. But the interesting part is there have been rumors of this sequel since this movie came out, because against all odds, it was actually quite successful. It was kind of the the earlier era of the found footage thing. So we weren't all sick to death of it already. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter, which is you know preeminently always right about what the shit they put up, um, says that they're finally in development and they have the uh, they have the same writer who's working on the HBO Max Batman TV spinoff for Gotham writing the film. I love so, when you do that, Scott. I'm sorry to interrupt. I love uh, when, when, Scott... he, when he caresses. Yeah. Dude, I was I was reading from the article and it literally caught my eye and I got like a half chub. Yeah, like, you get a little like yeah. the blood goes a little faster every time he does yeah. it. My, my dick's like, whoa, whoa, what's going yeah, on? I thought mean, we were mean to cut you off there. I just had to yeah. appreciate. Hey, what? Hey, what? The main combing. The, the main, the main comb. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, I was basically at the end of my rope there, but. Main comb. And your rope and a new uh, one begins. End of the rope, but I'm th- throwing out more. Derek, how do you feel about the Cloverfield sequel news? I, I remember years ago, like there's apparently a point in the first Cloverfield where like his camera looks at another guy looking through a camera at him. And they're like, oh, we're going to do the second one from his point of view and i'm like was this movie that good that you're gonna do <laughs> are you gonna do another one <laughs> like that's weird uh and then they tied the other two in and I, I i get that like they put a lot into like making the universe seem like lived in and so that's why they wanted to continue in other ways i i don't i don't care honestly I, i'm not gonna see it I, i'm almost definitely not gonna see it um the one question i wanted to pose to you guys i hate the found footage um subgenre but i feel like there's good even stuff that sucks, you're bound to find a gem in every pile, yeah. right? So yeah. I just wanted to ask what your guys' favorite uh, found footage movie was. Oh, I don't have this one ready. Shit, I have no idea. I have mine. It's Chronicles. That movie was fucking good, man. Oh, that was a good yeah, one. Or Chronicles, actually- whatever it was called. I was surprised by how, like, that, that was a pretty good movie. They handled it very well, actually. Yeah, yeah the superhero one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, take, the Taking of Deborah Morgan. Is that oh, right? is that I didn't a, see that. Uh, I, I heard that's pretty good, though. Was it Deborah, De- De- Deborah, Deborah Logan? Deborah Logan. 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 Yeah. Logan. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, there's also, I mean, if, if if we're talking about like, like I don't know, like more in the same vein as like The Void and uh, uh, Psycho Goreman, there's Grave Encounters, which is a found footage movie that kind of like makes fun of all those ghost adventure shows. Puts a bunch of I gotta guys. watch that just because the name is a good pun. Grave Encounter. Yeah, like like they're they're. The way that they they build the tension in that movie, like the, fa- the found footage trope is done to death by the time Grave Encounters even comes out. But uh, the way that they mess with the, the characters psychologically in that movie, like the things that happen to them in this place at first is terrifying. Then it jumps the shark about halfway through and just yeah. gets ridiculous. But um, the effects aren't great. <laughs> but but to see found footage done in a way where it's like it's kind of taken to jab at something where, you know, people are usually full of shit. And they expect nothing to happen when they go to this haunted place. And when shit starts happening and they can't get out, it's just, I thought that was always, that was always an interesting, uh, or that was an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Don't, want, I mean, don't watch Grave Encounters 2, though. Don't, don't do that. Don't watch the second. Don't fuck it. number do. one. All you need yeah. is number one. Yeah, you only yeah. need half of that, apparently. It's, it's, it's like, it's like an RV. No number two. Just don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus. You were um, ready with I, that one. <laughs> I'm having trouble thinking of a found footage uh, 
one that I, Deborah Logan, taking of Deborah Logan, I actually also liked a lot. And I felt like it went by under the, under the radar just a little bit because I didn't hear a whole lot of chatter about it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I will say for one that I can't stand because that sticks out in my head. I never got the hype for Blair Witch Project and I fucking hated it. I, I didn't like it. It's pretty, it's pretty boring. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's mostly people arguing in the woods, but they, they did. They did remake the Blair Witch. They made a new Blair Witch that's found footage. That one's actually good. Huh? Like that, that one, that one, like, yeah, that one is, is kind of cool. They have, the, they have the game out now too, which I heard wasn't half bad. Yeah. The, well, the, the, the was, reboot movie is what sparked interest for the game. We're talking like the movie came out, like, I think like four or five years ago. The, mm-hmm. the remake. I have to watch it. It's just called Blair Witch. And I uh, have to give it a shot. It's found footage. And there's a few things that like, it, obviously the found footage trope has been done to death, but some of the scares and some of the way that they kind of like bring things full circle. Some of the deaths they show are really creative. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but I also really want to spoil one because, but I, I, I can't. Now just yeah, hit me different. with it. It's a five year old movie. Just all right, all right. hit me with it. There's a, you know, how they always have the wooden dolls hanging everywhere in the trees. Yeah. All right. Well, at one point, the group yeah. separates. Like they find out that this one guy like tied up a bunch of things in the trees to mess with them overnight, like try to fuck with them. So like get the fuck. They make them. They kick him out of the group. And they tell him to go fuck himself. And they, they're wandering around. They can't get out of the forest. Like maybe three hours later, that that guy and his girlfriend come running into the camp in the middle of the night screaming. And people at the camp are like, it's only been three. Why aren't you back at the car? And the guy, and the guy said like, oh, we've been walking for days. It's been days. How long has it been oh, for shit. you? And like, you know, at one point, like they, they, they walk with them again. And they, and they see like these stick figures hanging from the tree. And the one girl like thinks that they're like, you fuck them with this again. She grabs one and like says like, fuck you. And, like snaps it in half. And when she does, the guy who was tied up in the tree, his girlfriend, her back just splits in half. What? And she like ruptures and she like, cr- like falls and starts seizing out. And you're just like, the fuck? Oh, that's oh, awesome! That's, yeah, that's actually yeah. pretty there's, sick. There's, I mean, there's way cooler stuff than that that happens. Like it, it, it builds a lot of tension. If you're claustrophobic, it's gonna fuck with you. If you have fear of the dark, it's gonna fuck with you. If you have fear of eight foot tall women with giant saggy titties, it's gonna fuck with you. It's just, it's, it really it hits everything. It hits every demographic. All right, I'm gonna well. check it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch yeah. this. It's all, it's on the plex. Good. It's on the plex. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so found footage almost always tends to favor like horror films, just the nature yeah. of the the beast. But I, I pulled up a list just because my dumb brain can't remember anything. And, and I uh, the original par- paranormal activity I thought was pretty effective with found footage stuff. Yeah. Uh, the the trope wore itself out horribly with subsequent films, but I thought the first one was cool enough and original enough. Uh, they did some really scary shit with the found footage stuff that you know I've, it worked for me. Definitely stands out. Now that I've read it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> follow, follow. I, I, <laughs> I saw it in theaters and like, I feel like that like lent itself to the experience. It yeah. was like very, you're not watching it on a tiny little TV. You're like fucking yeah. right front and center of this gigantic screen. It made it more like, I don't yeah. know. But when I watch it at home, it's kind of laughable a little bit. I've tried to yeah, watch it like well. once or twice since then. It's not as good, but I do remember being pretty, like pretty horrified by it in theaters. They did they did some decent lore building behind like what was going on with her family. And there's something really unsettling about um, being the only being living alone with your spouse and having that person start to act really strange and being alone with them all the time. Like towards the end of that film, when she's like going full on like possessed and Mika's like trying to figure out what's going on and he goes to help her. I'm like, oh, no, I'd be I don't it put me in a tough spot because I'd be like, uh, please come get this crazy motherfucker because she's <laughs> trying to kill me. Like, I don't know if that I would be I like trying know, to man. figure it out myself. I don't know, man. Crazy girls suck dick way better. 
know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's very true. Science, <laughs> yeah, but science. just a, a law written so directly you, into the universe. <laughs> yeah. Crazy girls might, but possessed ones just will gnaw it off. So I don't know that you want to. <laughs> You know, I mean, she, she, did, a... she did have some filed down teeth in that last shot of that movie. <laughs> she did. She went, she went full. She went to, to for Grace Venom. <laughs> that last time. Remember that fucking, oh, the fucking did, dog yeah. shit shower. She just like comes at it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's how they that's how they decided to end that thing. Huh? Went out for, that for a, Grace, that, man. His career's dead. The, so yeah. Rip Tof. <laughs> that was a decision. Uh, so the next piece of news. Oh, uh, another another fucking whopper game of thrones is apparently developing an animated series or sorry hpm max is developing a game of thrones animated series does anybody care not really no okay cool moving on because i don't care (laughs) (laughs) there's also no real news about it besides that it's they're in development but like jesus christ we have talked about throwing shit against the wall and i can think of no better no better analogy for it and that's all We'll have to say about this it. Is di- uh, this, this is, is diarrhea spin art. All these spinoffs of <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> remember, remember, remember spin art when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's it, instead of instead of like having little little different bottles of a green dye and blue dye, like it's someone just holding their sickly cat over it and squeezing its stomach gingerly. And it's, it's oh, diarrhea no. spin art. We, we get all these Game of Thrones spinoffs. It's just Wait. a sixty-year-old alcoholic <laughs> just in a full squat over top of it, just fucking letting loose. <laughs> He's eating, eating uh, nothing but Ensure for like four days straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no, before that, he had baked ziti, but parts of the ziti are still coming out whole, undigested. It's just, yeah. it's horrifying. And then, and then, and then he was worried for like, uh, he was worried for at least one day because nothing was happening, so he started to down Activia. And, uh, yeah. it's, you know. For those of you who don't know, Activia our... is the yogurt that helps Jamie Lee Curtis poop. Yeah, but just her, and it doesn't help anybody yeah, else. Yeah. Something unique to her biochemistry. I knew, I knew, I knew Jamie Lee Curtis's career was over when she was selling me yogurt to help me shit. I was like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, but then she was cast in the Halloween remake, which I haven't seen, but I heard was all right. Uh, it's, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, I have to watch. She was it, better actually. than the yogurt commercial. Wait, wait which? Re- <laughs> wait, which remake? The, not the not Rob remake. One? Sorry, uh, no, 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 not the remake. No, just, they re- it's, they it's, made a uh, sequel. It's, well, it's it's the one that ignores everything after Halloween Part One. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's, they they're just saying, they're saying that Halloween two doesn't exist, right? Or it might be everything after Halloween one and two. It's like they're rewriting the history. I don't remember the exact speak, but yeah, it, it's one of the ones that it, it's like the thing that Terminator Dark Fates did, where yeah, they ignore it, it's some one of those. Of one of those. Right. Oops, we fucked up everything we've done for forty years. Or really, the writers are like, "Well, we can't write around that shit sandwich, so we're just going to ignore that they existed." Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Another quick piece of news that Zack Snyder's Justice League thing we keep talking about. Uh, nothing to go off here, just besides a confirmation of the date it's coming out on March 18th, 2021. So that's two days before my birthday. I should be able to finish it by the 20th if I get started right away. Fuck, man, four hours. It's going to be a honking beaver. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's it's cool to know. What day of the week is that? I'm going to look it up. No worries. It's like a Thursday or something weird. It's real weird. It, it's I a would thir- assume Wow, it. nailed it. Okay, yeah, Thursday. I think Got I looked it. it up earlier. I can't take credit. Um. It's a weird day of the week. Normally, streaming titles tend to release on like Tuesdays, or movies in general tend to release on Tuesdays unless they're in theaters. Um, but you know, we've been looking forward to it. It's cool that it's coming out so soon. It feels like I, I when it was announced that we've discussed this before, so no need to retread. But it felt like it was going to be a year or more uh, to wait for like him to finish all the effects because that's usually the most time intensive yeah. part of making a film. And uh, you know, we're less than we're less than two months away at this point, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, all right. Our next two pieces of news revolve around the same topic. Uh, the Sandman. 
written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, it was turned into a comic book series at DC, then turned into an Audible series starring a lot of famous people that I was unaware of. One of them being James McAvoy. Yeah, got that. As, Mor- as Morpheus, and um, I I've heard a lot about Sandman over the years. I've never personally read it. Uh, it's I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. I was I had a real mental argument with myself about. They have Audible season one out, and I I would love to hear the Audible version, but it's not all released, and I wouldn't want to be waiting on the Audible series. I'd I'd rather just go read the comic book series, but then I'm not going to want to do both one after the other because I've just fucking read it. So even if it's well voice acted, (laughs) I've just got done reading it. You know what I mean? Uh, Derek, you've read Sandman, right? Uh, No, not all of it. I read the first mm, like 15 to 20 issues, something like that. Okay, well, I was gonna, I was gonna pivot to you first anyway, and just see like your because I know you've read some of it, like your thoughts on the series as a whole. Because I have nothing, I I don't know what goes on in that series, and nothing. I know it's a dark fantasy. It's about it. So like, worthy of worthy of all the accolades that are coming because we're talking Audible series and then Netflix series is coming soon too. One hundred percent. Um, I don't remember. We're working on memory from like five six years ago that I read those first couple issues and once again lots of scotch and weed exactly yeah (laughs) it's it's, i i became a scotch drinker since then so it's like a lot was burned away with that decision um no it's excellent the the, everything about it is great uh neil gaiman who you keep calling neil gay man and i didn't want to correct you i thought i thought it was every time Uh, it it might be i always call him neil gaiman um he's an incredible writer um yeah look it up you turd another another great series that you can uh that's out now that you can watch to see if you'd like kind of his writing style and what he does is american gods he wrote the books of course but they consulted him for the show it's an excellent show um it's very i mean you said it. it's a dark fantasy it's essentially about a guy named uh morpheus who is the uh like master of dreams and sort of his quest to do whatever his quest was. I don't remember. Um, but it's always <laughs> like every every couple issues has like a concentrated <clears throat> issue that he's trying to get over or overcome or or some sacred item that he's trying to get to. It, it's just very it draws you along. They also like tie in the, like Lucifer, I'm pretty sure, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, and there are these beings called like the D's or something like dream desperation, something or other. I don't remember them, but they're basically like um, they're 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 godly like beings. Um, one thing that he does really well is is just make interesting fucking characters. You'll see that in American Gods. You'll see that in this. I actually want to pick it back up and finish it. I think it's only like 70 issues or something. So it's not like something that's going to take up years of your life. Um, and they, of course, now at this point, they have them all concentrated into like eight or nine graphic novels. So it's easy to get your hands on all of them. Um, I don't want to act like I'm the expert on this because I really don't remember much. I just remember I really loved it. I got the first like three uh, uh, graphic novels um, and then I, I always wanted to continue to do it. And then I just got my hands on something else and never did it. But it's I remember it being excellent. Nice. Um I, I, you were talking about being concerned about, you know, listening to the uh, the audio book format, I guess, or the audio. What do you call it? Yeah, audio like the the pod. I don't. What do you call it? Like a narrative podcast. It's it's like an audible series. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. it's like a narrative podcast. Uh, I mean, to me, like that. If I could read it and see the pictures of, like, I'd rather I'd rather just imagine James McAvoy's voice 
I'll look up who the That's all the true. voice actors were and just read all the dialogue in their fucking voices in my head. Um, yeah. But oh, the art is really I'm sorry. The, the art is very well done. Yeah. And it's 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 published by I'm I'm 90 percent certain that it's published by Vertigo, which is D.C.'s, uh, you know, kind of like R rated uh, yeah. publication. Um, so it gives a little bit more freedom to do sort of the gory stuff. And there's titties. So, you know, titties are good. Ooh, ooh titties. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, like the show is going to be completely different than the comic. They've already acknowledged like he, he gets he gets locked away in prison. Uh, Morpheus gets imprisoned in like what 1909 or something like that, and, yeah. and the original series had him getting out like somewhere in like the the 70s or 80s or something like that. But it would be set instead of being set 90 years after his capture, it's set like in modern day now. So it would be like yeah, I don't know, like whatever the fuck it is. Um, so I mean, they said that they're going to rewrite characters based on like how it would all work today. Yeah, uh, it's to be more inclusive. It's gonna be like they're 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 modernizing it, but in a way that it's going to make sense with the characters and the story that they're telling. So, I mean, like, going ahead and reading the books isn't even going to spoil the series for you. If people are interested in yeah. getting your hands on these graphic novels, it's going to be two similar experiences, but we we often see things like, like you know, like Game of Thrones on HBO is nothing like the uh, the Song of Fire and Ice books, right? Yeah. Like, there, there's no Lady Death... Wasn't it? Death Heart? Lady... lady oh, Stoneheart? Lady Stoneheart. Stoneheart, lady Stoneheart. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, there's a, like, every, like, a lot of what you're going to see on TV is going to be different than the novel, so you might as well pick them up, get into it, get to know the characters... You know, graphic novel costs you like what, fifteen bucks? Probably. Yeah. You can, you can uh, do digital. I, you can do digital on an app too, probably. Yeah, I, I've done digital for most of my comics in the past, you know, little bit. I'm I might grab these in actual graphic novel format because it's been a while and um yeah, I'd like purist. to just hold something in my fucking hands. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly I love technology and will almost always go with the digital version because it's easier, right? But um so much easier. But in this, for this one in particular, I'm feeling the urge, just like like the Dark Knight Returns. When I got that, I could have got like the digital version even back when I first read it, and I didn't. I was like, yeah, give me the give me the book. I want to want to hold that. Bitch. That's what whenever whenever something like I really love, like a series I absolutely adore, I get the book, like I get the real thing. Yeah. But other than that, it's like my Kindle is incredible. Like if 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 Ron <laughs> is asleep and the lights are off, I have the backlight. It tells you how long. Based on your reading speed, like you have left in a chapter, it's excellent. I, I resisted it for years, and I regret every <laughs> single one of those years. It's like a really great piece of technology. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Plus, it takes up way less fucking shelf room yeah. uh, once you're done with it. Well, what are you, you going to some... put on, on all your bookshelves? You don't have books? Uh, toys. I play with plenty of Legos. <laughs> yeah. He means sex toys, too. He gets pretty weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easier to figure out which one I want to sit on when they're butt level. I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, so this looks, this looks, I'm glad that took a, this is a building. It's like it started out lower and then it's getting better. I, I, I'm just going to chalk it up to the alcohol. I'm not that extra funny tonight. So, um, so I mean, this is the I'm first time you talk about having a collection of things to put in your little butt. So, oh, yeah. that's true. I didn't say little though. That you keep it butt level. <laughs> it's like a menagerie of like, butt stuff. Like a, it's a coffee table covered in cock. Yeah. <laughs> It's the cocky table. <laughs> uh, boo cocky, that is. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm going to pick up the graphic novel for sure. You've, you've convinced me. Uh, I probably will not do the Audible series for a while. I'm probably going to skip the Audible series, to be honest with you. Just wait for the show to come out, because I don't have the, the graphic novels and then the show to look at. I did read American Gods. Uh, when I heard the series was coming to TV and I heard the premise, I went, huh, that sounds interesting, and I bought the book. Um, and listen to it through Audible. 
and absolutely loved it. I think that book is fantastic. Uh, we only watched like the first half of the first season and it was okay. Uh, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. It was, it was fine, but the book, it just feels like is so like massive in scale that it would be really difficult to like ever do that proper justice because his shit that he writes is so like, it's like modern day mythology. He writes these crazy grandiose tales and weaves in like current day with these, these, you know, like the gods like Odin. And, and that's what yeah. the American gods is about. And it's, it's, uh, it's really cool and really epic on a scale. And I just think like the book format just works so perfect for it. So hopefully Netflix pulls it off properly, but his, along with an, yeah, his sense of his sense of style is just incredible. Is, is, yeah, is all I was yeah. going to say, like he, just even silly things like you have Odin, who was called Woden, which is where we get Wednesday from. And that's yeah. why his name is Mr. Wednesday in the book. Just like these weird little things where he clearly like did his research like, oh, yeah. You know, it's just it, the way that he stylizes everything is just very fucking cool. There was a, there was like a, a prologue or, or something uh, in the in the audiobook with him talking. I don't know if it was like a special edition. And he, they were just talking about the mountains and mountains of research he does when he writes stuff like this. And it was super fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, but along with the Netflix show, they've also announced that they will be doing um, act two and three of the Audible series. Uh, last the, for the original one with James McAvoy is Morpheus premiered last summer. The next two series will adapt the next five volumes. I didn't know how many there were of the Sandman up to the world's end story arc. So again, I don't have anything to add. We just went through the whole diatribe about him in the series, but looking forward to it. It feels like there's a real push for this uh, property as a whole to come to the forefront in different mediums. So uh, I'm excited to go check out the graphic novels and I guess I'll probably report back once I've poured through all of them. I'm going to get them too. fuck it. I'll read them with you. Fuck it. Yeah, well, book read. I still got to finish Light of the Jedi, but yeah, you know. I, I I'm still on chapter four because I I just haven't. Yeah, I'm really behind. I, I there's I, go ahead. I'm just I'm just either too tired to focus. Like while I'm, while I'm driving, I need to like either focus. Uh, I find myself like drifting off. Like I'll, I'll be like picture like I wonder what that Jedi looks like. Like oh, track the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't can't, do that. Yeah, can't can't listen to this while I'm working. <laughs> um. There's a really, I obviously I'm not going to reveal anything, but there's a really cool turn. Um, I don't even know how far into it I am, but the book takes and I, I, I'm, I want you guys to catch up. I'm not done it either. I still have some left to go, but uh, it's pretty cool. They do some, some neat shit. Well, I'm about an I hour. haven't anyway, concentrated about an it because, because I, I uh, am still reading that other fucking, it's a 1600 page book and I haven't finished it yet because I started playing World of Warcraft again and that's what happens. Everything else falls to the wayside. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it not nothing else falls to the wayside for me, but it can it consumes my video game time. It's the only thing I've been streaming. When I have free time to play a game, I'm like, well, I could play Valhalla, which I genuinely want to fucking play, and I just turn on WoW again because there's always something to do. It's the yeah. purpose of an MMO. It fucking always gets me. I got a text from Chris <sighs> at 3 a.m. last night. He's like, I got a lead of level 35. I should really be asleep right now. Like, <laughs> it was only 2 a.m., but you're right. I should have been okay. asleep. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm 32. I might as well grind this out. Two hours later. <laughs> Two hours later. Okay. New movie news coming up. So we know Deadpool 3 is announced. We already talked about that. We've had that conversation. Ryan Reynolds tweeted something out about a uh, charity service. And in the, in the uh, gist of that tweet, he ended up revealing to us what the Deadpool three plans would have been had not the acquisition of Fox taken place by Disney. So uh, it, he, and it's very succinct. He just says before Disney bought Fox, Deadpool three was going to be a road trip between Deadpool and Logan 
Rashomon style. So uh, before we dive into it, uh, Rashomon style refers to a method of storytelling where the same event is recounted by several characters, but the stories differ in many ways that are impossible to reconcile. Each version is subjective, uh, an alternative, and often self-serving and contradictory. And I mean, come on, that sums up Deadpool to a fucking T. I don't care how they would have brought Hugh Jackman as Wolverine back because we know he died at the end of Logan. Spoiler alert. Or if it just took place before that. They would they but, probably would have had the, a reverse Thanos snap, bring him back by mistake or something. Yeah, like, that's so, true. Something he would have just riffed off. Yeah. yeah. But there's nothing more that I would have enjoyed seeing. They, they He joked about Hugh Jackman both breaking the fourth wall and via Wolverine. And we know their relationship is, is you know, tepid at best, tenuous at best uh, in the comic books. Uh, Scott, what you... I, I think you're super sad boy about this, right? Does this make you sad that it's not happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I am excited for the Disney acquisition of Fox because we're gonna see all these characters brought into the fold. But I feel like it's there's there's me a lot of a lot of fallout of it in, in the same vein. Like Deadpool, we're not gonna see Deadpool until everything else that's already on Marvel slate has been filmed and released now, which means we're right. probably we're probably looking at a four year gap until we get another Deadpool movie. Uh, I would have much rather had Fox do their own fucking thing and release something like this. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. And in, in the same vein, like, like we're, I mean, Disney's bad, right? Like we got it. We just got to pull the band off and say like, they're evil. They're bad. They're wrong. It's it's awful. Yeah. We and try to say it once an we're, episode. We're, we're not even, we're not even going to go into the anti-Semitic Walt Disney stuff. It's out there. You know, <laughs> you can Google it, but, uh, no, really Google man, it. What about those crows in Dumbo? Huh? That was racist. Uh, fuck you, Walt Disney. Uh, but <laughs> if if your head is cryogenically frozen somewhere, I hope someone shits in the icebox next to it. But uh, it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's too much. Like Disney owns everything, and it's going to get to the point where their 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 schedule is already so bloated with everything they had planned. Watching them watching them attempt to pepper in all these other franchises that fans have genuine love and respect for and are excited for is going to be painful to watch for the next four to five years as they try to integrate things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 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 because. They may they may want to produce and and release another alien movie or a predator movie, but they're gonna have to make sure it's not competing with any of their other films in the market, which means it's gonna release, you know, it's gonna release whatever the fuck they don't have something else better to put out in their eye. Yeah, it, that's a good point. I mean, like they own so much shit now, they're basically competing against themselves for release dates. Yeah, well, I wonder how that works internally. That end, like, it's so late in the game to introduce mutants that any way they do it is gonna feel tacky and like an afterthought. You know what I mean? You think so? Yeah. Because we might be seeing the slow introduction of in one. Well, I mean, House of M, using House of M to introduce them without having her have had, without her having had like blinked them out of existence in the first place is stupid. It's dumb. Bad. Mm, true. I'm sure they could. It's bad writing is what it is. It's it's probably what's going to happen, but it's going to be bad writing. It's going to be bad. (laughs) Fair enough. It's going to be where I I don't give a shit about anything MCU anymore when they do it. It's a matter of weeks, probably. Oh, Derek's excited then. No, I'm I'm like legit. Like, I'll still watch the giant tent. Like, I'm going to see Multiverse of Madness because Sam Raimi is an awesome director. With the exception of Spider-Man 3. Yeah. God awful. We we can forgive him for that. We got Evil Dead 1, 2, and 3. We got Spider-Man 1 and 2. All right. Mm -hmm. We got a lot. I know you count Drag Me to Hell in there. I don't, but that's okay. Drag Me to Hell. I liked Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's it's, Uh, it's, the only time I ever watched it was at like 430 in the morning. Scott put it on when we were fucking shit faced, and I was just so tired. Maybe I need to give it another shot. It's it's, it's the same slapstick style, like tongue in cheek horror comedy that the original Evil Dead was. Right. Yeah. With, with but like with obviously the gore factor turned down, but the gross out factor turned all the way up to ten. It's fucking disgusting. yeah. I I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I just want to say, while we're on the topic of the MCU, 
that the other day, because we watched, uh, you know, Veronica and I are watching WandaVision, of course, everybody is. And there's like a couple scenes every now and then I'm like, ah, maybe I should show you this scene from that movie. So that makes a little more sense. And so, like, I I watched a couple scenes from Infinity War. And I know I've said before that I actually I like Infinity War. And like when I was uh, bobbing around all these different scenes, I'm like, this is this is like the best MCU movie. Like, this is the best one. It's very good. It's so good because it obeys none of the fucking bullshit, annoying rules. All the other ones have. They fail the entire time. They constantly fail throughout. Uh, from the beginning, you get Loki gets choked to death. I mean, it's like they, yeah. they set the rules immediately. Like people don't just come back. People don't just, you know, live when they should have died. It, it's a fucking great movie. I, I just wanted to this. give you guys that. It's a fucking good movie. What do you mean, you guys? What is this? But 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 Derek but, versus but, but, Scott and Chris's taste. No, no, no. But let's be clear, though. Like if, if they do <laughs> just, on, how, just on the MCU, if they I mean, do okay, House of enough. M rules and they bring back mutants without her, without them ever existing before, like if she just brings them. Or just creates them because because she says but like fuck it, it's so bad. It's gonna be so fucking terrible. I think there's a way they could do it, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll yeah, talk about that in like a half an can't hour. Can't wait to can't wait to talk. About that, <laughs> Not half way. hour. No, we don't have that much left to talk about. Derek, how do you feel about the the aban- potentially abandoned Deadpool Logan news? I mean, like I want to be sad about it, but I know that like Hugh Jackman for years has been like tired of playing Wolverine anyway. Yeah. So there's really no telling that he would have even signed onto it to begin with. Can you um, imagine like? I'm sorry to interject. Can no. you imagine like Hugh Jackman and even like Chris Evans at this point, like how exhausted they had to have been for having to hold up that physique for all those years? I know. I know. Like, and Hugh Jackman's like 60 years old. Like he's not a young yeah. guy anymore. Is he, he really? Got, he got so progressive. Uh, probably ripped. not 60, but let's see. He's, he's getting up there. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like 59 or something. No way. dude. He, lo- he, doesn't, um, he doesn't even look like he's 45. It's he's insane. 52 years old. Yeah. He's no. 52. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So not 60. It's not sorry, Hugh, if you're a listener. Yeah, sorry. Also, sorry. thank you. <laughs> if you're a listener. I love the optimism. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I remember reading an article from him back when, like, The Wolverine was coming out. Uh, that stinker of a film. And he was talking, like, I don't read Men's Health, but it was a Men's Health thing that I just happened to see him. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out for a second. And he was talking about his diet, and it was god-fucking-awful. Yeah. And they did it for years to uh, to keep up these physiques and I like more power to them. But I can't imagine they are so happy to be done with that shit. Plus, I uh, think that like y- you see it with RDJ and MCU, too. At some point, he was just like, I want to do other shit. Like, I'm tired of yeah. always being at these same sets with these same people. Like, right. It, it's got to get exhausting at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move along. Next thing up is a trailer for a thing. None of us knew existed until we saw the trailer. None of us wanted, still don't want after the trailer. Uh, there is a series coming out called oh The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Did you think I would? I will be insulted. Did you think I was going to like this? Me? I'm waiting for him to answer. No, the chuckle house I, over I here. Thought I thought the, when it was in the thing and I watched no the trailer. No more Dane Cook like, references. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's like, no please. longer a Dane Cook reference. It's it's drilled into my fucking yeah, brain. It's, it's just, just a me reference. Let's right bore yeah. a hole on the other side and get it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> like the cerebral bore, bore from Turok 2, bro. Oh my Sorry. God, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're all welcome. That weapon was amazing. Um, I, I didn't know if your, your nostalgia was turned up so much that you'd watch this trailer and be like, yeah, that was the worst thing no. ever. It was terrible to watch. No. So, so there's a new series coming out called The Mighty Ducks Game Changer. It's coming out March 26th. Uh, I had no idea it was even being made. Now it comes out in less than two months. And the premise from what I can follow is the Mighty Ducks because of the championship wins by Emilio. 
I had to do that. I'm sorry. Bye, Emilio. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear Scott say anything. Did you? Uh, Mike, did you just out? open your mouth? No, you it, it definitely just, it definitely muted me because I was real loud. But it'll oh, be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there when you when you when you put it all together. I'm excited. <laughs> Oh, you, you, I got you. Uh, so, Emilio, uh, when he won, according to this, it looks like after he won those championships, the Ducks organization became like synonymous with like youth athletics and they became this big organization. And then uh, Gilmore Girls, Lauren Graham, her fucking son, tries to get into the Mighty Ducks and can't because he sucks at hockey and they tell him no. <laughs> And uh, how much how much backstory you have to give before people are supposed to give a shit about these tertiary characters? Yeah, again? I don't fucking I don't, know. Like, like even like. Just just not just knuckle puck and shut the fuck up like that's just do it and shut the fuck up. Oh, can oh, right? if we could put fuck in the title, it would be knuckle puck and shut the fuck up because that's it's just uh, oh, it flows good. well. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can just you can just you just bleep, censor it. You, you, you just, just bleep just, out. Oh, right. it. Two asterisks. Yeah. That's all you need. F knuckle asterisk puck and shut the asterisk fuck up. K <laughs> knuckle puck and shut the fuck. That's perfect. I'm not just going to think of the terrible image I'm going to use for a thumbnail this week. It should just be um, Emilio Estevez uh, in line for food stamps, probably. <laughs> oh my god I was gonna say we haven't seen Emilio in anything and let's be clear time has not been kind let's also be no. clear we didn't miss him <laughs> no one was like hey no. where's Emilio at no yeah. I you know he has jowls on the side of his head but the front and back too it's like normally you don't get normally it's just one axis that you have it on but yeah. alright he's got Sorry, jowls Emilio. on jowls he's like he got Botox into like the side of his neck it's real fucking weird <laughs> He got like the lip injections into his jaws. Yeah, it's, it's all co- like it's collagen all the way down. He's like, plump these bad boys up. Can yeah. you just plump these yeah. up? Give me my dimples no, with like little buttholes, please. Yeah. Just do it. Nowhere else, idiot. Put them right here. Can you make my worst imperfections unavoidable? Oh man. Can you make my can you make my face a nightmare to look at? Uh, okay, so yeah, I, I think I finished that uh, synopsis. It looks like they. It looks like Emilio comes back to help form a team for these kids who feel ostracized by whatever this current uh, team is. Oh, so, so I, he's, you know, he's making a team to go against the, the mighty X of the bad guys now. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. That, that's yeah. a real Cobra Kai they're pulling here, huh? Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's almost like they saw the success of it <laughs> and did exactly and the same thing. Yeah, are doing exactly the same thing. Hmm. Uh, I don't. This looks. I don't know, like a one of those cash grab things where they yeah. just were like, hmm, what series can we make with an old actor that has a nostalgia factor? Cobra Kai is like a weird thing in that William Zabka is likable because of the other stints he's done since he was the bad guy in yeah. Karate Kid. He's become a likable actor because of his other roles, so like, making him yeah. be a likable asshole is doable. Uh, Emilio Estevez isn't likable in anything ever. Like, like The Mighty Ducks might be his most likable role ever. And like maybe Judgment Night because he's in there with Jeremy Piven and Jeremy Piven's unbearable. So like, he looks you really good hate him. JP, man. Oh You're yeah, really he's a piece a of fan. shit. He he was bald in 1996 and now he has a full head of hair in 2021. <laughs> Who you fooling, Piven? Who the fuck's buying it, Piven? Not me. Not me. Uh, listen, we're about to be Bitcoin billionaires, so none of us are ever going bald. Don't even <laughs> worry about it. XDG. Uh, all right. Gotta, well, I've had enough that, talk that, about that. Uh, that that Dublave coin. <laughs> Emilio! Um, all right, so moving on. We have two pieces of. Can I just box say office. that's our most efficient article ever? That we got all of our opinions out in the introduction. Like it's done. There's no round robin. It's just, yeah, because we we're getting good at this that man. trailer. Yeah. We're getting good at shitting on terrible things. Yeah, if only all of our articles were about bloated, almost dead actors 
Friend Rogelio. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Knuckle puck and shut well, the fuck like, up. Like, like if, if, if Emilio Estevez was like lunch meat, he'd be that lunch meat that's already pre-cut at Walmart with the expiration date circled in red. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, in the fridge, but it's warm when you grab it. Ooh, yeah, it's like, it's like, well, the, 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 like this this year, like they cut this meat because this meat was going to go bad in the case. You got you got you got 24 <laughs> hours until this will kill you. You better make a sandwich right now. Or move on. That's how they felt while they were filming the series too. They're like, we got to get this tape rolling because he's just, he's not he's not long he's for on this his world. Way out. Yeah. Yeah, how is it that Emilio Estevez looks worse than Ron White now? I don't understand what the fuck happened. <laughs> Guys, we got to wrap this. Have you seen his jowls? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, two pieces of news. They are both box office related, and I brought these up because it's interesting to me. And if it's not to you. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. Go to another yeah. podcast. We yeah, don't yeah. care. This is what we're Basically. talking about. God damn it. But don't don't leave, though, please. Don't leave. We love you. Uh, two things. Both are related around streaming releases. The first is around the movie Soul that uh, I still haven't finished. I watched like half of it in some change and I need to get back to it. Uh, there were reports. And, and, and so wait, let's go. Well, I, I have an idea for a found footage film. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. Hold the presses. Hold the presses and elaborate, please. It's just it's just. Real life footage of Emilio Estevez's colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds horrifying. Definitely get that R rating. Yeah. Do you think the doctor's just screaming Amelia the whole time? <laughs> he's he's cowing in the background. Well, I mean, he's cle- yeah. he, he's clearly they put him under for it because he's fidgety. He's not he's not going to comply. You know what I mean? <laughs> but even when he's sleeping, like he's like running in his sleep like a dog. You know, like when a dog lays down on the carpet on its side and like. Has a yeah, dream that it's running, and the yeah. jowls are right. going with it too. They're yeah. just bouncing up and down yeah. like well, his his jowls lead the gallop, but like they have like their own sentient. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the doctor's getting ready to to start the colonoscopy, and he's like, "How does his how does ass cheeks have jowls too? I don't understand. <laughs> are those really right. terrible hemorrhoids, or is this some kind of weird?" <laughs> the answer is inconclusive, and also just a yes, weird, at a the weird, same time, a weird mutation in evolution is what it is. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, our box office news, they're trying to basically equate how well something did on a streaming service to roughly what it would be in a theatrical debut. And I guess they're doing that off a couple of things. Uh, average ticket price in 2020, um, how many people watched it or subscribed to the service, uh, the, the actual viewing minutes, all this kind of shit. And they're kind of tallying this together because this is our new world we live in. We're going to be having a lot of streaming releases over HBO Max in the next year. Uh, Forbes did this breakdown of the Nielsen numbers for Soul, and both of these articles revolve around the Nielsen numbers. And the long and short of the story is that Soul was viewed for 1.669 billion minutes for the week of Christmas, aka its opening weekend. And on the math they did said that comes to like 146 to 177 million opening weekend, which sounds about right for a well uh, domestic box office for a Pixar film. It sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they get to that is interesting, but if, if these are the hypotheticals that they're going to start using moving forward for how they do and what they invest in next to create, then I'm optimistic because if they can get these numbers and tell studio suits that this is what it basically did for you monetarily, we might continue to get these day and date streaming releases and I'm all for them. I don't have to leave my fucking house and I love it. So if other studios besides HBO Max is what I'm getting at can see this and go, hmm, okay, then, you know, give me, give me, I want more of it. Um, there's another article <laughs> about this related to Wonder Woman, but before I do that one, do you, does anybody have anything they want to tag in there? 
Yeah, I don't I'm not um I'm not optimistic. I mean, how much are they like how much are they losing on that? So the fact that they're like really paying attention to those numbers and like what they would have made if it was released there to me says they're finding out how much they didn't make and that that's probably going to lead to them making shitty decisions, not decisions that are agreeable to us. I mean, I know we talked about it like a couple episodes ago, but like factoring in you pay a monthly fee for for one service, right? But you just pay that flat fee and then you can watch whatever comes out in that month as many times as you want. Right. Whereas if one service, Disney, releases four movies in a month, you're paying one time for four movies. You know what I mean? Rather than like having to right. pay individually each time. So I think that this is the, their way of going like, fuck, we're missing out of money. Uh, maybe we should. You know what I mean? Like maybe we should restrike this deal that we had. Like in HBO Max's case, maybe we should restrike this deal that we had. Or I'm sorry, Warner Brothers case. Maybe we should restrike this deal that we had with HBO Max. That's my concern. Anyway, there's nothing yeah. telling that would, uh, you know, there's nothing out there saying that's what they're doing. But that's just what worries me about it. It's a valid concern. Um, I, I think, on the other hand. They also have to look at. You know, if there's people who subscribe for these films specifically stick stick around or not, because at that point, you've got a recurring revenue. Yeah. which is way more valuable for them than a one-time box office receipt for, for most viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it, it's a complicated equation that I don't have the fucking answer to. Uh, I, that's a good and uh, unique viewpoint. I didn't, I wasn't concerned when I first saw this about, it might be a bad thing for them to see these numbers, uh, but um, I'm glad I can know. drag you straight into hell with me then. Uh, Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that's... it. Well, I think, I think it's important to to note that uh, Warner Bros is owned by AT&T. Uh, sorry. Well, AT&T's Warner Media, uh, yeah. which is also the parent company of HBO and CNN. So, right. like, I mean, it, they're, they're basically looking at it as we can either make no money right now or we can boost our subscriptions to a service that is providing, or that, that is making money for us right now. Because releasing these theatrically by themselves, would, they would lose more than they would doing it the way they're doing it, right? For sure. For sure. We, we've seen them double, like, I think the subs in the month of January alone almost doubled for HBO Max. Am I right? Yep, it's it's up from I think it was like seven seven million to almost sixteen or four, fourteen yep. or fifteen million. So and, I mean, and I, for clarification, I meant like as compared to if there was oh, yeah. a fucking global pandemic happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I mean I, I get where you're coming from, and I think you might be right. With some releases, they might push bigger things that they have higher expectations for. But I think we are going to see them rolling out more of the the like you know, let's call them uh, second string cinema releases they have you know like they they're probably not going to put out something like a, if this is prolonged any longer than we already expect it to be we're going to see them putting out matt reeves the batman on hbo we're not going to see them putting out any of their they're not going to give us their full they're going to show us their full hand you know i mean but they might we might get you know mortal Kombat and a few other things the kong versus godzilla all this dumb shit that like i mean they're, they're popcorn movies but they don't have the highest expectations for those films those films aren't, aren't grossing you know like 800 something million dollars domestic yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think we might see them rain back some movies, some of their bigger ones that they have higher expectations for and save them for when they can get that full chunk of change off of them. But yeah. a lot of what I've seen on their their slate for 2021 it doesn't seem like they have any big blockbusters listed aside from from Wonder Woman, which they already dropped and already has done well for them as far as subscription. Yeah. And then, and, you know, right off of the heels of that statement, uh, thank you for the transition. And this is a quick one because we've just had all the conversation about this that, that is really warranted. Um, 
Wonder Woman apparently did fucking gangbusters for HBO Max. It was not only did Wonder Woman uh, 1984 win the week ahead of Soul for streaming, it was the highest rated program since Nielsen started releasing streaming numbers in August 2020. Um, 2.25 billion minutes of watch time, equaling to about 15 million complete viewings of the film mm-hmm. in that week of Christmas. Um, it's, you know, the HBO Max so executive said 15 VP. 15 million? 15 million, 14.9 million complete viewings in the week of, yeah, in the first week. Um, The impact, this is according to the executive VP, general manager of HBO Max, Andy Forsell said, the impact of 1984 on HBO Max cannot be understated. So they're fucking stoked on it. I mean, obviously, like you said, HBO Max was the newer streaming service. They're trying to build their ranks up. Uh, Undoubtedly, you know, can't even overstate the impact that it's had on, on the streaming service for them. So that's, so I mean, that's sick. I mean, they're look, if, if you break it down and say that each ticket is, let's say it's 20 bucks, right? Everyone's going to see a, a weekend evening time movie. I mean, they're, they're looking at 298 million, roughly what they would have made on yeah. this, on this box office. So, I mean, like it's, right. it with, even with the HBO service, it still would have been considered a box office flop right now. They've been going on. So I, mean, right. I feel like they might be looking at this as like, you know, I think they're going to look at it as, as a positive, honestly. When you see those numbers, it's not like... I mean, and you also have to take into account that people probably were watching it multiple times on, on a singular account. They're, they're breaking down by minutes, not by subscribers. You know what I mean? Right. Which or, would still account towards another ticket price, though. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And, but not, I mean, it is during a pandemic, so obviously they have to take that into account. And they still did make box office money. I mean, yeah. not for nothing. They're tiny numbers because of the pandemic, but they were still the highest grossing film for uh, three weeks in a row, I think, on the box office. So, you know, whatever. It, it all comes down to a head of me just saying. More studios, please release your things to streaming because I am a homebody who doesn't like leaving his house. Yeah, and I'd appreciate it. Thanks. All right. We have our two. We have our main topics today, Derek. I, I just before I take my pee break, I just want to <laughs> let you guys know. I just want to let you guys know I have okay. made a conscious decision, despite what we said about it last week. To care about Godzilla versus Kong, I care okay. now. I'm gonna. I I'm Team Kong. Mm-hmm. Team Team, I'm going mon- all team in. Monkey. Team Team Monkey. That's right. Team Monkey all the way. I'm gonna watch it the day it releases. I'm gonna watch King of the Monsters before then too. I'm gonna get caught oh, up. Shit. Oh, I, shit. I'm bored, man. I need something right now. <laughs> and I'm Team Kong, um, motherfucker. I'm I'm all in on this shit. And I want you I'll two go, to pick uh, one right uh, now. For I thought Scott was already Team Kong as well. Yeah, I am Team Kong. Yes. Uh, I mean, and for and for unity, I'm going to go Team Kong. Team Kong, the, we're so, all so wearing glasses tonight, so it's baby. Just, it's just glasses, us versus Pete right now. It's just the three of us kicking the shit out of Pete verbally. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Sorry, Pete, but you're going to lose. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you're going down, motherfucker. I'm going right. to go take a cut. All right, Kong is best boy. I like, so, I like to take this know. time uh, to, to not only show for us, but okay. but to apologize to John Ritter, whom whom <laughs> I said terrible things about. Well, not well, I said one bad thing about last week, but did you? But John Ritter, you you were in life. An absolute joy from problem child one to problem child two. You're an, abs- <laughs> an absolute gem. But that's it. Nothing else. Well, so I mean, three, three's company was pretty dope, too. Uh, Suzanne Summers ass was just just chef's kiss in every episode that's of ever. And you didn't stare at it. You still you still managed to look at the camera, and break the fourth wall almost unintentionally all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, sh- she'll she'll uh, she'll streak. Right. Yeah, Shilsonati. So I'm going to start wait, off. Wait, you can I, find I, I, I have to ask you, is, is Shilsonati supposed to be Cincinnati? Yeah. That doesn't, I don't know why. That I doesn't do rhyme. It. Yeah, I know. It's not, you don't have to, it's not supposed to make sense. Okay. Okay. 
I honestly don't know why Shilsonati is something that comes out of my fucking mouth. Uh, but it does. It's probably a reference to Dan Cook somehow. I mean, one can only imagine. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to find us on Twitter, you can I mean, do you, so. You could do, at, you could do Cincinnati Chili, since they have Cincinnati Chili. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at the Schmeg Nerd. That is S-H-M-E-G Nerd. Uh, and you can, there's, there's, there's a couple ways. First off, just tweet at us. You can say whatever you want to us. We're not going to be offended. If you want to ask us a question, you can end it with hashtag AskTCN. And if we fucked up, or if you just want to, if you just want to bang one of us, it's hashtag FuckTCN. Um, what about what about what about the Facebooks, Scott? How do they find us on the Facebooks? Uh, we are the Cynical Nerd on Facebook.com. Uh, that's correct. That's it. That one, that one seems. Uh, I answered that like it was a trick question. I felt like it. Like that's such a. <laughs> such well, was I the teacher in high school who like actually the asks you the overly obvious question? Yeah, and, and you're, you're, and you're like, to you're say like, it. Like, how is this a trap? This is a trap somehow. Yeah. I don't know how. How are you fucking me, Dick? Um, so okay, and then you can also email us questions at thecynicalnerd.com if you still use email as your primary form of communication. You'd be weird if you did, but yeah. hey. We're not here to judge you. As long as it's not an AOL account, in which case I'll delete it instantaneously. I'm not even going to read it. I won't even do it. You still have an AOL account, Derek? 100%. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything funny quick enough. We've all been there, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm there all the time. I'm there most of our podcast. I'm like, shit, come on. They're going too quick. I need to catch up. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, we have two topics, both of which I am excited to talk about. Uh, I also want to congratulate you two ahead of time. We have not said a word to each other about the first topic, which is the WandaVision episode four. Um, I'm going to do. And the other one is the horror film we talked about last week. That was also made by the creators of Psycho Gorman called The Void, which I I'm fresh in my mind. I just finished watching it about an hour and a half before we did the podcast. Um, For WandaVision, I'll do the same thing we always do. A real brief synopsis. Then we'll do conversations, any any deep details one of us might have caught. So this episode is basically the uh, behind the curtain episode. It's called We Interrupt This Program. Um, and and it, it kind of backtracks a bit to show us how S.W.O.R.D., which is the organization we all thought was there and they've been heavily hinting at. Also, the FBI, how they've kind of discovered what was happening. And they tie this episode into the things we've seen previously. They show uh, Agent John uh, Wu, I think it is John Wu. Uh, talk, try to reach out to Wanda through the radio like they did in episode two. Uh, and we see a couple other uh, clever things tying it in. And then we kind of get an idea of who the villain is here, or at least who S.W.O.R.D. thinks it is at this moment. Um, I liked the episode. I thought it was cool. It, it didn't do anything that surprised me except for one scene, which I will save for later. Uh, but Scott, how did you feel about this episode? Uh, I liked it. I liked seeing Marcy brought back in. Uh, Kat Jennings. Cat Dennings. Cat yeah. Dennings. Sorry, Cat uh, Dennings is charismatic. You know, like always, always a, a joy to see on screen. Uh, I, mean, I wasn't. I wasn't got, gonna. What? What she got happened? Them titties too. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I blacked out for a second. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so James, uh, or sorry, Jimmy Woo. Uh, Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was Scott Lang's parole officer. Yep. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Playing the same character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was cool to see him back. He, he's, uh, 
I mean, he, he's he did an, the magic trick. He fucking. I, oh, yeah, you fucker. You got fucking, it. You yeah, took it from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for the right moment to interject. Yeah, it was a total AMA callback. Then I've actually watched like a breakdown video. They showed the original scene where he asks Scott to show him how to do it. And then they catch him practicing it. Uh, so he got it, boys. He fucking nailed it. Congratulations it. for your close up magic. Him. Uh, efficient year, uh, fucking deets there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, Rand- Randall Park is great in everything. Like he was, he's he's good. He was yeah. fantastic in the interview playing Kim Jong Un. <laughs> oh yeah, I oh, forgot. He was about that. so good in that. Uh, oh, he, he's he's on uh, Fresh Off the Boat as well. He's he's he has great comedic timing. He's a likable dude, and I really hope this means we might get to see him in Phase Four a lot more. Uh, saying that, like, I I would love to see him become the new Coulson. Honestly, like I I, I would I would I would stand. I would simp so hard for for Randall Parks as Jimmy. Wu. I didn't think about it like that, but I would love it if he yeah. took that role. Yeah, um, he's not sword, right? He's FBI or he's FBI. Yeah, okay. But it feels like they're going to induct him. After yeah, it feels like he's going to be brought. He's going to have a much larger role at, with the way things are going. Um, yeah, I mean, like it kind of, this this episode kind of solidified all the things that we've kind of been like talking about. Uh, yeah, we were right, everybody. I mean, there's still yeah, I mean, no big well, deal or anything. Not that we're keeping track. Uh, I mean, we, well, I mean, like, let, let's, I know we're not going too in depth, but let's, let's all, let's start with that fucking opener, that fucking heartbreaking Oh, dude, it was opener. so good. Like, I, I know we always joke around, Derek, and we always bust balls about, about there not being any long-lasting ramifications in the MCU of anything that happens, it's always all just undone, but, like, to see uh, Monica Rambeau come, come back from her, from, like, well, for, at first I thought she was being materialized by Scarlet Witch. I thought like something. I did too. Something weird was going, yeah. and then I, as I'm realizing what's happening, I'm putting all the pieces together. People are, are like unsnapping, which was really weird to watch. It was almost yeah. more disturbing to watch people rematerialize than it was to watch them fall apart. Yeah, uh, I like, thought that that was cool, and just because I, I had never thought of like the reverse snap being a bad thing when it initially happened. Like he, right. you think like, well, everybody's back. So that's cool. Right. Um, but it's like that, that panic. And I, and I just never considered like, yeah, maybe you'd come back and your whole fucking family's dead for some reason. Like those kind of things. Yeah. I never thought of. So like the concept of it, I thought it was, was very, very cool. Um, dude, the acting in that scene was like one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you guys go back and watch that first, Three minutes again, and tell me it's not embarrassing. I'm gonna put my Derek glasses on and rewatch it because I, I like Scott. I thought the scene was fantastic. Me, when me and my wife realized what was happening, we we're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, conceptually amazing. I'm telling you, conceptually, I yeah. thought it was great, but like the the acting was like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" There's right some now? such cool shit like happening in the background. Like you, she's walking by a room and you see a dude materialized next to a hospital bed. Clearly. He was there visiting somebody who was no longer oh, in that bed. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Um, but before we, you know, do the deep dive stuff, Derek, about the, uh, episode overall, how did you feel? Um, overall, I ended up liking it. Like I said, the acting threw me off in the beginning. I hate, uh, what's her name? The, the chick, her Kat voice. Dennings. Yeah. It's like having fucking earmuffs that are rusty. Wait, Cat Dennings? Really? Yeah. She's just the worst. Her voice just makes me feel awful. It's like an anti-gasm. Like it's dark and inward and dry. It's how do you, awful. How do you feel about it. having a raging erection from looking at her while also hating her voice? I don't, she's like, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying, alright, she looks good, but I'm not saying, that's, that's that doesn't fix the voice. It doesn't fix the voice. What is the she voice was, is terrible. What is she, what is she her acting is like, she's the same character in everything she's in. She was in that terrible, terrible sitcom Two Broke Girls or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah, that was really. Hey, bad. it doesn't. Hey, it doesn't. That, that, she doesn't. That, that do show it. wasn't great, but that show bought Whitney Cummings a house. Right, she'd so be nice. Okay, that's what we're all thankful Whitney, for. Whitney, Whitney gets dressed in that house. I mean, she also gets naked in that house. It's a great house. 
<laughs> 10 out of 10 house. Uh, Weird side tangent, but I'm about it. <laughs> ultimately, Dude, mark my words, Winnie Cummings will be the next to Oprah. I swear, she's, she's going to be like the, fe- the female podcast equivalent of Joe Rogan in like three years. <laughs> she's going to. I'm marking it. Yeah, she's going to be. There's no way she's not. The, the episode totally came around for me. Like, I thought it was cool to show some of the stuff that, you know, like we'd said in the other episodes, we kind of had an idea that we knew what was going on and that yeah. solidified it. Um, I thought it ended well. It answered the question we've been asking, you know, does uh, does Wanda know what's going on? She clearly knows what's going on. She's yeah. she's willingly participating in her own delusion because yeah. it's comfortable for her. Um, yep. so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a great cool. episode. And I'm glad you didn't take the other piece of thunder for me, um, that I've been waiting to talk about, which is we, we've discussed before this show has a little tinge of horror in it. Um, it's not over, it's not overt, but there've been creepy shit here and there that yeah. takes place. And just because of the nature of it. And this one by far and away had me do the mouth gape for a second when they, she looks, and I know you guys both know exactly what I'm talking about. She looks up after having just expelled Monica Rambeau and looks at vision and sees the dead husk vision heartbreaking with the, with the fucking like head implant from Thanos's finger. His eyes are just, they're just glazed over. They look, yeah. he looks, he's horrifying to look at. And it's also disgusting to think about. So is, I have a question. Is she animating? Is she like basically puppeting his corpse around and seeing what she wants to see? And if she is, does that mean she's fucking a corpse? Is Wanda confirmed I just, necrophilia? I just, I just want to say that we're, we're all pretty much sure that Vision is actually dead at this point. Oh yeah, he's a self, he's a self thinking thought, right? He's yeah. That's got to be it. That's got to be yeah. it. Yeah, so, told you. Well, so here's the thing. You did. Yeah, we 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 all called Fair. that shit. So here here's the thing. I didn't. I didn't. I thought he was oh. actually like somehow in some way alive. The only other thing that it, again we bopped around in Infinity War, Veronica and I. We didn't watch the whole thing, but like the part where they're trying to remove the stone from him. Yeah. They have like the outlay of it on the screen up there. And so we were thinking like, is he a weird copy of vision? Like, did she somehow get that schematic from yeah. Wakanda's computers and sort of make, but uh, that's probably more complex than. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, we know that her powers are to um, warp reality, like actually warp reality. So my running theory is that the, I mean, I know she's only doing this on a small scale, but it's not, she doesn't have powers of illusion. She's not Dr. Strange. What's happening in that bubble is real. Yeah. But, insofar as but only she's forcing inside that, it to happen. Only inside that bubble, though. Exactly. Yeah. Which is right. what we were talking about like the other week. Like when when it all comes down and she's forced to leave that bubble, the kids aren't going to exist outside of the bubble. Vision isn't going to be alive outside of that bubble. And, that, oh, right. and that's why when he said we can leave here if you want. And she said, no, we can't. Because yeah. if he left, right. he'd die. He'd be dead again. Yeah. I, I have a sneaking suspicion. Right something yeah. is going to happen. And maybe that something is. Uh, she's going to have to make it. I, I, so I still think 100% there's an outside force that helped her. Good. Obviously, I don't think she would go full on. I basically villain status for this. Uh, I think that Agatha knows some shit that she's not letting on. They couldn't yeah. find a driver's license for her. They couldn't find a real person to link up to her. Either that or when they well, were doing the missing well, person. Well, they, they did say something along the lines of. Uh, they, they told Monica or Rambo that they were sending her there for a missing person. There's something like witness, yeah. witness protection. What if Agatha is in witness protection, which is why there's no could be proof of her. You know, there's there's no record of yeah. her being there because she's not actually Agatha. It could be them. Yeah. It could, they could be pulling what they did in Iron Man three with us right now, having Agatha be so close to Agnes. They could be trying to pull a, a Mephisto. 
uh, true. like a, a switcheroo like they did with uh, fucking the Mandarin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my my th- my thoughts are we're probably if if Mephisto is going to materialize in the MCU is probably not going to be until Multiverse of Madness. We might see her make a deal with him to bring the kids back that she lost here. I don't think he's influencing mm-hmm. her in this. I think this is just a way for them to show like again like mental illness can affect anybody. She lost everything. She was she has had a horrible childhood, a traumatic childhood. She's internalized all these things, and now they're manifesting themselves in this horrific way. I don't, well, I, I don't know, think it has to be a demonic possession or anything like that. You, or, you're you know, right. That it doesn't It doesn't have to exist, and I would be fine if there was not an outside force. I just think that they're going to show that, like, she didn't turn crazy on her own. Like, there's some, not just yeah, the loss. Yeah. She's been coerced by some. But either way, this series has the potential to do for the MCU what it has never been able to do on its own, which is fully flesh out a villain. And then make you feel bad for them because I feel terrible for Wanda. Yeah. Like you said, she's lost everything. Her family in Sokovia, her brother, uh, her, her, her boyfriend slash lover uh, vision. And now, even though she knows it's a fucking illusion, but she's doing it to comfort herself or whatever the, the, the end goal here is going to be. She had fucking kids here and she's going to lose them. And that's going to be terrible to watch. Like, regardless of what other shit she's done, it's going to be heartbreaking. And um, a video I was watching kind of brought to light like a moment in the trailer uh, where you where there was a moment they showed in an early uh, trailer where Vision walks up to Agatha when she's in a car and like he's in full costume and he taps her head and uh, she's like, am I dead? And he was like something. I forget what he said, but he at some point, I think he realizes the illusion and is like actively working to help break Wanda out of it to like save her. And ultimately, I think it's going to fail. Uh, and I think the whole series could end up being one tragedy that leads one big tragedy that leads us into multiverse of madness, where she is ostensibly the villain force that they're working against because she's losing it. Yeah. And well, that seems reality to be part. like her main driving thing right now is preventing f- vision from figuring out what's going on because she ran right. into the um, the sword employee, you know, disguised as a beekeeper or whatever and rewound. There's the part in episode, I think, three where he starts to go like, oh, something's weird is going on. And then it does like a real switch. And it's like the beginning of the conversation again, she throws, um, what was her name? Geraldine throughout that, out the house. And like real quick, like yeah. outside and puts the house back together. It's like yeah. her main focus is having him not figure out that whatever is going on is going on. Right. Seems to be anyway. Yeah. No. I, and I, you know, I just, when we first started talking about this series before it came out, we were talking about how like the, the sitcom stuff, which is not over with. So that's going to continue. Um, looked really really interesting and unique and it is has been so far but that once they started pulling the curtain back it might feel very samey and i have to say with this episode at least it hasn't for me i'm really interested to see what happens um ultimately they might disappoint with whatever the the mystery unravels to be but i'm very i thought this episode was great uh, me and my wife loved it i thought it was you know a really interesting like oh shit okay because there were some cool reveals yeah um i, I mean if nothing else, just to see how they're setting up really like the next phase of the MCA was is a large chunk going to be influenced by this series, which was not intended. Marvel didn't want this to come out first. Falcon and Winter Soldier right. was supposed to come out first. Right. So um, I don't know. I think it's great. And uh, before we move on to the other thing, do you guys have any final thoughts about it? Just to agree that the part where she looked at him and he had the fucking <sighs> depression in his head and she like darts her eyes down to the floor like she can't even look at him. Dude, yeah. fucking ripped my heart yeah. out of my chest. That was like a hard scene to watch. And it was like three seconds long. That part yeah, was like brilliantly done. Brilliantly fucking done. Yeah. 
I, I, I remember watching it. I was literally like, <gasps> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it fuck. sucked. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I remember thinking how brutal that scene was in Infinity War. Yeah. That they showed it. And I'm like, I know he's not a person, but I mean, he's basically a fucking person. Like, there's yeah. no blood, but you just showed him get his fucking head caved in by two giant ham fa- ham fisted fingers. Yeah. Like, it's it's brutal, dude. It's a shitty scene. I, did, I went back and rewatched the scene because I was like, that was a disgusting scene to watch, basically. Like, anyway. Uh, Let Scott, me dirty myself to- further. <laughs> Uh, I'm just really excited to see where it's going, man. I, I hope we get more of the back and forth, like you know, between uh, Sword and and Wanda and Vision now, right? Because uh, it was kind of cool to see them fill in the gaps, but you gotta kind of wonder how are they gonna balance it now that we've seen behind the curtain? Like, how are they gonna keep it going in a way that's right, gonna feel right. like it's gonna feel true to? I, obviously, it's, you said it's split. We've talked about how it's split into acts. The first three episodes feel yeah. very like congruent, uh, but now now that we're you know, it's, it's all out in the open. We all kind of like have a, a general idea of what's going on. How are they going to keep building that tension to keep us guessing? Um, so we don't have all, you know, we don't, we don't see all the cards all at once, I guess, you know? Right. I feel like they're going to start switching back and forth now. Cause this felt like it was, uh, they were building up to it. And obviously for all the fucking dorks like us who actually look into it and have theories about it, we kind of had an idea of what was going on. And then this was like the, Hey, this is the stage. Like, let's put the cards on the table. This is what's happening. Yeah. And now I feel like it's going to be more. She's going to continue the sitcom shit, but it's going to kind of jump back and forth maybe a yeah. little bit more. But but we'll see ultimately. And also, last note, that Hayward guy, total fucking bad guy, right? He's got to be a fucking bad guy. The, the sword director. Yeah, I don't get good vibes from him. Oh, uh, with no. the face, with the he yeah, looks like yeah. a football coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He looks like PC principal without the sunglasses. <laughs> He does. Holy shit. It's hard to look at. Um, but uh, there's there's one scene that I keep waiting to see pop up in the show. And we, we talked about it before about how um, I think it might actually be the same scene you were talking about where like where Agnes. Right. Is her name Agnes? Ag- Agnes and Rision both like, like Agnes or Agatha. Ag- yeah. It's like, like, are you am I dead? Are, are, yeah, are, you're dead. Like, you know, what I mean, like, like that whole thing, like. She also uh, there's there's a scene of them it, literally in the same exact setup where she recognizes him and says you're an Avenger are you here to save us you know what I mean like like the whole town is held captive the whole town knows who they both are everyone's playing along for the sake of Vision like but even if, I think some people even don't even know that he's dead already people already know that he was killed by Thanos you know what right. I mean if this is if this, this is taking place five years after the events of his death there's no way it wasn't all over the fucking tabloids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they might have been printing the tabloids half as fast with half the people around to fucking type it right. out and fucking print print. You know the National Enquirer with whatever the fuck it is. But they they still you know like I'm sure that was big news that that, that yeah. so many Avengers, so many heroes had had been killed by the same snap. Right. Yeah. It, like you said. I mean. So the the just to clarify timeline for those folks who might not have paid attention, uh, they make a comment about how quickly uh, Monica came back to work after she came back, and they said about three weeks. So this is about a month after Endgame. Yeah. After yeah. everybody comes back and the world's been saved. So it's been five years since Vision died. Um, just a month since everybody fucking showed back up and, and, and probably ho- horrific tragedies occurred when they reappeared. Uh, like planes probably crashed and shit. You know, who the p- people who were on planes might have rematerialized in midair. <laughs> like, that's a horrifying thought, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, just imagine yeah. rematerializing like at 30,000 feet. And your lungs exploding before you can even hit the ground and die. That's fucking. 
Imagine being a family member who's like, oh, everyone's coming back. I wonder if my brother who was on this flight, oh, he fell to his and death. And then he falls he- on your front lawn. That's just, that's oh. the fucking, that's the extent of yeah. uh, like non-luck that you have. Wanda was snapped, right? Like, I, I feel like I'm forgetting that for some yeah, yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, she was snapped. She yeah. was snapped and then she was brought yep. back. So this is still, even the, the wound of Vision dying is really only not even yeah, a month so, old for her. Right. Yeah. So remember her attitude in Endgame when she found Thanos and she was about to fucking kill him. Yeah, she could have yeah. killed him. Had Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, she, she was literally holding him in the air, ripping him apart, and she was pissed. And he she was like, you took everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Uh, and then she proceeded to start stomping him the fuck out and got interrupted. And it's the only reason she didn't end the fight right there. Uh, so a month after that and she's the world saved but she still has nothing and that's her mindset right now yeah um and th- this takes place i think in the timeline before spider-man far from home does Spider- yes this is before yeah, yeah far from home yeah, far from home takes place a couple months after the snap because like, it's the, it's september like like they're going back to school it's the first it's the first school year back since the since the reverse snap mm-hmm. yep and now, in retrospect, far from home, making light out of the people that came back seems really shitty. <laughs> oh boy! Just like the Ed rest does, of the movie, just anyway. Just different, oh, just completely, totally, completely, just to- totally different. You know what I mean? All right, boys. Uh, last topic we have to discuss today, and we have a little bit of time here to discuss. It's a film that we talked about last week. It is a horror film by the same guys who made Psycho Gorman. It's called The Void. I don't know how to describe this film. It's there's a little bit of uh I don't know, it's like science fiction, but like supernatural. It, but it's H- the writers it's, don't know how to describe it either, clearly. It's, it's HP Lovecraft's Hellraiser, is what it is. Yeah, that's that's pretty good actually. That's pretty, pretty good. good. And, and just the general synopsis for the audience. I'm not, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, well, it's been out for a couple it's, of years. It's I'm, a four-year-old uh, fuck movie. You. Yeah, we can <laughs> yeah. Uh it starts off, you find somebody stumbling out of the woods, takes him to the hospital. They get kind of stuck in this hospital by this cult of people with black triangles on their face. Come to find out that a bunch of people you didn't expect to be shitty are real shitty and make things worse. And uh, we end up with a full body, you know, fucking suit of creepy shit and a bunch of weird creatures. And uh, I, I'm just going to do my opinion on front street. I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. <laughs> I, uh, I was actually even more surprised by the fact that this is obviously a low budget, horror film and how good the actors did in it despite some of them did in it despite the fact that i've never seen them before and sorry we'll probably never see again um that's fair yeah totally fair totally yeah fair, fair play <laughs> i thought i i thought they were pretty four years good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true we've had some time we're almost up to end game snap where you've been um I thought it was great. I thought it, well, I thought they did pretty good all of their imdb pages and their careers were victims of the thanos snap right yeah, they're not coming back. No. This is one hospital they're not showing back up in. Uh, <laughs> boom! Oh, Derek, man. how did you feel about the void? Uh, I thought the um, man. There's so many good things, but there's so many bad things. The, this it didn't make any sense. The movie made no fucking sense at all. It really didn't. Um, which uh, it, it presented itself as if it did, which is the only reason it bothered me that it didn't. <laughs> Um, like the guy is monologuing at the end and and it's like, is any of this supposed to mean anything? Because clearly it, you think it's supposed to because he's been going on for 10 minutes now. Um, why did his daughter uh, uh, become born in the, the new pregnant chick? Like what, what, where was he pulling her from the void? I'm assuming. But like, what, how, like, what did he do? 
And like, this was, he why did the, the cop, the, the pro tag know that like tackling him through that triangle would kill him. But then why didn't it kill him? Why did it make him a normal I, human again? I have two things before you continue. I'm sorry. One, I don't think he knew. I just think he was like, I have nothing left. I get stabbed in the back. I'm just going to tackle him through this and see what the fuck happens. It's fair. Okay. Uh, two, I, the one thing I did not like about this was the ending because you could have just ended it with mostly everybody died, but they stopped it. And these two people got away. Cool tragedy. But you know, somebody survived instead. They show him and that other woman who clearly got, who was fucking dead. Totally Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. She was like some, Dunzo. In some Cronenberg. <laughs> Uh, in some weird landscape of the void in like, what, what are you teasing? Where are they? You're not yeah. going to go into a full sci-fi sequel, horror sequel with this. Like, fuck you. Why did you even show me that? I hated the tease of it, but it, it was, I, I, it I was weird, but it, it, there's a lot of things that it did. Well, first of all, the, the, the like, uh, segments throughout where he was sort of glimpsing the void, uh, where like in the beginning he got knocked yeah. out and he was seeing those like black clouds and that weird galaxy. Like, I love that, like nonverbal communication in filmmaking. We're yeah. like, you're seeing something that's totally beautiful, but it's like uncomfortable and unsettling at the same time. Um, yeah. I feel like match the tone of the rest of the film. I thought that those segments are really well done. I thought that the, uh, the body horror segments were obviously amazingly oh, done. Yeah. And yeah. the style of the movie in general was just great. Like, um, down to like the monsters looked just incredible. All practical effects, by the way. Um, but just the, the, the story just didn't. It, it, it's okay. If it was just like a, a clusterfuck of like, Oh, everything's evil. But to like pretend throughout that there was some thread connecting everything is just, I don't know. It, it, it was just, it was just incomprehensible nonsense throughout. So the it's body like, harder was very good and by very good i mean very off-putting like watching yeah. someone clip off pieces of their face yeah being like we're free now and also just starting that shot with her pulling scissors out of someone's eyeball i was yeah. like oh god fuck you great way to Gross. like set the tone of the movie though like that's the first yeah. like really horrible thing we see is her pulling the scissors out of his eyeball yeah. it's like oh god thought he was gonna be a whole fucking character in this movie i guess not yeah, they they actually set that conversation up like he's going to be one of the survivors. Here's his personality. And then, no, he's dead. OK, <laughs> um, I, I would say that I horror films tend to fall in a couple of categories for me. No surprise. They do for most people of ones that genuinely frighten me where I'm like I'm watching it. I'm like, huh, uh, this one never once made me do that. It, it yeah. was just the gross out fest and, and like the kind of haunting mystery of like, well, what what's actually going on here? Like, what the fuck is happening? Um, Scott? I know you've seen it, but not as recently as Derek and I. Yeah. Um, how, how do you uh, first off? I recommendation was good. I enjoyed it. So I thank you. But um, how do you how do you absolutely feel about worth the watch? Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one thing that sticks out to me, like, like, I'll be honest, the, the plot was somewhat forgettable. You know, it's been it's been a couple of <laughs> years since I've seen it. And uh, as you're talking about, I'm remembering I'm remembering bits and pieces. Like m my recollection was that uh, this this crazy guy, uh, her father was trying to you know, he was trying to find a way to, to have eternal life, basically, to tap into this other dimension that would give him immortality and untold powers, but, I mean, it would obviously change people's physical forms, you know what I mean? Like it, right. It, it kind of, to me, it kind of had like a From Beyond kind of vibe. I don't know if you guys ever saw that old Cronenberg film, From Beyond, where this dude, um, you know, he, he taps into this other, this other uh, fourth dimension that we can't see, and these other creatures there see us through, through this machine he creates, and they, they you know, they kind of come into our world as well. Uh, 
and it's this whole it felt to me like kind of an homage to that and that like this guy becomes this horrible mutated awful looking creature but it's, it's almost like the hellraiser movies too like you're this this weird cinnabite right like you're this fucking like mutated carved up piece of flesh but somehow the the power that you get it it makes it so that this this horrific form you're taking doesn't even phase you like it's this this yeah. weird this weird euphoria that you have uh, it's like a dark holy blessing in yeah some way yeah like it's this thing like we're from the outside you're looking in at these people who are like basically mutilated and you're horrified by it but to them it's it's almost like they're it's an addiction whether it be to the pain yeah. in hellraiser or to the power in the void or from beyond and it's like it, to me it always played out as like a metaphor for like just corruption and power in general whether it be re- yeah. religious zealots or whether it be you know wall street brokers with billions of dollars and no conscience <laughs> Dogecoin to one dollar. Topical, very topical. Just bring it full circle. Take it to one. Take it to one. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, the, to the moon. <laughs> to the moon, boys. Let's, let's put let's put that douche up there next to Neil Armstrong's footprints. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, and it's I mean like it the, the practical effects were brilliant. Um, everything was so was stylized so well from from the the costumes of the cultists to so cool, dude. Those cultists it, were yeah, terrifying yeah, from the yeah. beginning. You're like ah, like they're so yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> It's just unsettling. You get like, yeah. you, and, and Chris said it. It's like, there's no point that ever really makes you jump out of your skin or anything, but the whole movie, you're like, ugh. Like, yeah, you just it, feel it, like, it, it builds, a little dirty. It builds like this it's, weird, it's like this residual un- discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, that sticks around. Residual is a great way to describe well, it. Well, yeah, because even, even the moments that are supposed to feel like lulls when you watch it, like, it's just still like, the thing you just saw that was un- like uncomfortable or gross or like volatile to watch stays with yeah. you kind of. And they, it's kind of like to me those scenes you were talking about, like where they keep showing him like looking into the beyond, catching glimpses, felt to me like like almost like when you like sniff coffee beans in between sampling wines, like they, they <laughs> think it was like a palate cleanser, like eating, eating yeah. it was like eating the fucking uh, the ginger between your sushi rolls. It was like them like trying to like wipe the slate clean so they could find another way to fuck with you and build that tension back up again. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, that doctor, his voice was like a one. Oh my god, his voice was like. I don't remember the sound of his voice at all. To be honest, it's been so uh, you long. Should just, <laughs> you should YouTube him when we're done. Uh, it's, man. I'm 100 really, gonna watch it tonight because yeah. it's, I, it's I didn't basically have time to do Derek in like 15 years. Yeah, well, I, I'd say like 30 if I started smoking cigars, which I should now. Right, <laughs> that's a good reason to. I mean, clearly, <laughs> it's hashtag life goals. But he had this throwaway line where he's like oh i'm i obey something that's older than god older than time and it's like you could have explored that you could have made this so much cooler but you just thought that like one line would suffice the problem is like but they didn't have the practical effects budget to show that guy (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, a lot of those those, like fucking body horror shots were high and tight and like very limited angles so yeah, like, yeah, really, yeah. they they yeah. met their fucking budget mark and probably <laughs> yeah. went a little beyond it yeah so there there is um it's something that bothers me in a lot of horror films uh that that do supernatural type things is that they always kind of start to explain what i find to be the super interesting backstory of what's going on and then they never flesh it out and this one did a little more than i expected but it still left me. It was basically, you know, but basically left me with blue balls because, like you said, they yeah. they were like, "I serve a higher god," and I'm like, "Okay, what? Please tell me." I, w- I would like the lore. I would like to know what the fuck we're talking about. What forces are we dealing with? Heaven and hell, void and light. Please, please give it to me. No, I got, um, I got some serious HP Lovecraft. Like, like we're talking like like monster, like weird prime primordial old gods yeah. that like supersede yeah. God and the devil, even like that, like that. And, and I 
And I love that. And please tell me about it. Like, yeah. I, I know that people hate villains monologuing, but if he would just sit down in a chair with that fucking rustic voice and tell me everything about his life. So, so what I just while, while uh, carving joking. his own eyes out calmly, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, like stone face pieces of his yeah. face. Off. Yeah. That's right. I'll just listen to the podcast version. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, I'm obviously embellishing a bit, but I, the one thing that did disappoint me from a story perspective is that. I would like to know how he discovered this force. Like they don't even yes, tell that's what you I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, like some little throwaway thing about how he was searching for a way to like bring his daughter back. And he stumbled. Like they say something really, really lazy and offhanded about it. And, and I just wish they would have said like, I don't know. I found a fucking book and you know, something, something that would lend some kind of air to the lore of like, how did you even figure out that this was a fucking thing? To start abusing yeah. it to your own ends, I mean, you know? I, 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 Why was the meth head even in the movie, really, either? Like, what was his whole, like, the, the oh. Guy, the guy he's got to get to the hospital the who, somehow. The guy who got stabbed in the beginning? That, that, uh, that's called a plot, it's called a plot device, Derek. That, that, that to me, was the tie-in, though. Like, like showing, like, the, the cultists that you see at the beginning. Like, obviously, there's a whole sect of these people that have been, you know, like, they, they've been reading, uh, like, you know, old, I don't know if it would be Aramaic or, or what it would be, but, like, that may be Babylonian. Like I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what I'm not sure what Lovecraft based his fiction on. I, I want to say it was like old Babylonian gods because a lot of it's like yeah. real. Like they talk about like the dark black center of the earth. Like they get like they yeah. talk about like it, it superseding dinosaurs even being like the first the seed of a seed of life on this planet that was corrupted. Like all this weird like like loose terminology that doesn't mean anything, but also paints a picture of just a black tar pit full of hate and fuck and evil. Yeah, hate and fuck. Hate and, evil. and fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hate and fuck. Uh, how how else do giant squid monsters reproduce? They gotta they gotta fuck right. They fuck. <laughs> they gotta do it. They gotta fuck. Uh, it's, it's, it's called hentai, and uh, the world is worse off for it. So that's <laughs> well, keeps those people home, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yes, so we're back to bashing the uh, <laughs> uh, I I will say this though. I, I like you can see the common thread between this and Psycho Gorman, right? Like it's pretty clear to see. The physicality, how yeah. one led to the other, and I feel like Psycho Gorman is like a you know you have all the scary creatures and the fucking crazy whatever, uh, but you have like this otherworldly dark evil far and away in the universe tucked away somewhere that's now made its way to your front door. Um, so a lot of those themes were there too, but it was just done better in Psycho Gorman. Like it was done, you took this heavy thing and you made it lighthearted somehow. You made it funny. Um, not that. Every time you watch something like this, it, it has to be a comedy because that's counterintuitive. But I, I just feel like you could see how they went from this to to doing something that's more yeah. comedy oriented, I guess, while yeah. keeping those uh, core pieces of it, like the, the practical effects intact. Yeah, see, th- I um so one two things. One, before I move to the Psycho Gorman um, correlation, I would say the 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 twist uh, quote unquote of the pregnant teenager being in on it uh, actually surprised me. I feel like it maybe same. shouldn't have, no, but it, it did I, I get me the same way. Yeah. I'm like, I should have um, seen that, but I totally didn't. <laughs> Cause I, I literally thought she was the plot device of like, uh, you know, you're working against the clock because this needs to get resolved. There's people in the hallway. She's screaming. You're like, shut up. Um, she's dying. You need to figure out, you need to end the situation so you can save her. And then to find out that she was in on it and no less, very creepily got impregnated by old ass doctor. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. And, and overall, like I said, I really enjoyed the film. I, and it made psycho Gorman better for me because 
it showed me that one, these filmmakers really enjoy um, physical horror, like the, yeah. the suits and the makeup and the, and the actual gore on screen, which I love. And also they, they clearly love building out lore, like supernatural lore of, of creepy shit. Um, it makes like the, they're, they're not his paladins, but the, um, the Archduke of Nightmares, his crew of cronies, and they're they were his dark, his dark paladins. Yeah, the paladin, they dark paladins, paladins okay. Obsidian. They were called. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the the unique designs of all God, those. I, I yeah, I, I just loved it, and um, it, it makes that better. Just having seen that they are legitimate horror directors and not just B movie, yeah. uh, camp shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's that's really all I have to say. I mean, I don't know, Scott. Do you have any like? Oh, I mean, well, uh, I mean, like. Let, let's be honest here. Uh, the, the the FX in Psycho Gorman don't look nearly as good as the ones in The Void do. Yeah. But also, no. they're doing everything. They're doing everything they're doing in Psycho Gorman. Almost all of it done in direct sunlight. You know I mean, like all of it's yeah. done in, in a place where you can't you can't do that story in a dimly lit corridor or cafeteria the entire time. Like it's yeah. Um. I I honestly like I I like I liked The Void when I watched it. I love Psycho Gorman, but I think The Void to me is more enjoyable because the the child actors in Psycho Gorman are unbearable. They really, <laughs> they, they really, really are. Like, like whenever he has a monologue, and like I find myself drifting into that like that that Blood Machines territory from from Shutter. If you guys ever saw that that little miniseries, no. Oh my god, dude! Like Sorry. it's Blood Machines. Is, it's I'll give you my Shutter password. It's like it's literally twenty minutes long to watch all three episodes, and it's fucking fantastic. Um. Whenever they would dip into like his backstory, they'd be showing like all the that cheap green screen, all the, like the bad effects. But it's just like it's like their own little intergalactic nightmare that they're showing you. That to me was like the, those were the best segments of Psycho Gorman. But then like when, yeah. when when he would start getting into one, and she would cut him off to do something stupid. He'd be like talking about the time like he he conquered so and so in the battle of whatever the fuck. Yeah, and they'd show him like flying towards this giant open maw of a mouthful of teeth, and then she's like, "We're playing freeze tag. Shut the fuck up!" And he's like. I loved that juxtaposition though. I love that. No, no, I'm saying like, but it, like it brings you back and you find yourself laughing. Like, all right, that's like, fuck. Like, I want, I yeah. want, I want more of what you're giving me. But also, I appreciate that you tell me to go fuck myself because that's not what it's yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he, he was totally monologuing. You, you, good job cutting him off. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Um, I think that about wraps us up for this week, and we are, you are correct, running a little over two hours here. So pretty good time slot. Um, any final thoughts on the void before we move on, Derek? I just thought that it was a great uh, Scott had said he, he called it a cross between Hellraiser and something else last week. And I can't remember, but mine is a cross between Hellraiser and Jacob's Ladder, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen Jacob's yes. Ladder, but um, it just yeah. um, it, it inspired the uh, Silent Hill series, if you didn't know. But um, it uh, uh, it had that just like hellish aspect to it that um, both Hellraiser and Jacob's Ladder have. And it was it was a good watch. I agree with you, like just my criticisms, criticisms of it. Uh, of the story anyway, didn't take away from the fact that like just watching that sort of whole thing in play was very, very, very excellent. Very enjoyable. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, what it, do, it does a few things very well and it, enough to the point where like it works, but it's not a perfect movie in any way, shape. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you never sold it to us like that. So no, that's, it's just, you know, it's just, it, it was a, it's just interesting. Yeah. It was just a good watch. Yeah. It's a, it was solid, solid uh, Sunday afternoon yeah. viewing session. So the question is, boys, what are we going to watch this week? The Matrix One. I would like to do that. We're, we're doing, we're doing a watch along of that, right? We should do a yeah. watch along, and now that we can oh, drink for alcohol next week, again, you're saying, "Oh, good, yeah, good yeah, question." Yeah. yeah. Hmm. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it yeah. out off pod. 
We'll uh, we'll we'll figure out. We can do a horror film. Um, you know, has, I don't know. We can rewatch. Has anybody ever seen The Endless? I no, I, I've wanted to though. I've heard it's really good. The Endless. Is that a horror the, film? Kinda. It's more like a it's like, it's like psychological horror. Oh, okay. It's weird. I I don't I I know I like you love. Horror. Yeah, it, I know you love horror stuff, yeah. Scott. And and honestly, I like it, but I I'm not super huge into it, and therefore have not seen probably most of the shit that you're gonna recommend to me. I mean, I would rec- um, I would so, recommend the endless simply because like there's so much to talk about, and even if even if everyone else but me hates it, there's so much to talk about. There's so much that it does well, even if it fucks up certain things. It's, it's like it's kind of like the it's to me it's kind of like the void in a lot of ways. There's things yeah. about it that I really liked, things about it that I was kind of cringed cringe at. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it's it's a unique movie. It's I have I've never seen a movie like it. I've never seen another movie like it ever. Uh, and for that alone, I think it's worth worth you know an hour and 40 minutes of I, I mean you've convinced me i'm i'm into that i'm yeah. sold yeah oh, i'm i'm down for that we can watch the endless before next week we'll talk about it alongside our our next wandavision episode review i enjoy having that plus some other rando uh horror psychological movie to talk about it's a good time um that's gonna wrap it up this week gentlemen and uh, to a dollar dogecoin hashtag dogecoin to a dollar takes to the Derek, dogecoin <laughs> <laughs> Dankest timeline. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Derek, where where can everybody find you? Uh, they can find. I'm going to try to say it different this week. I've said it 17 weeks exactly the same. They can find me on Twitch and Twitter. No, it doesn't work. Nope. Don't do it. Dr. Gloom, MD. That's D R G L O O. Wait, did I fuck that up? D R G L O O M M D. Yeah, you're good. Got it. Okay. Sky, about you. For a second. Y'all can find me on Twitch and Twitter. At Swearwolf with an E. That's S W E A R W O L F E. Y'all can also find me Hate on that. YouTube Hate and fa- YouTube and Facebook gaming. Y'all, if y'all want to, y'all can do that. That's, that's pretty good. That was terrible. And you can all find me on Twitch and Twitter. <laughs> Just at TCN, please, <laughs> brother. <laughs> all right, boys. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Oh my see god. See you then. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>